0: what if we did a rambo episode and we all nodded and said yeah that'd be cool then we kicked ass
1: that first rambo is really good
0: it is though it's so good it's i'm glad i streamed all of those uh because it's that series is insane
1: The first rambo is like a, it's it's very much like rocky where the first movie is a real movie and then everything else is just insanity yeah I do not.
0: <laughs> those mean, movies I, get so boring, dude. I don't,
1: I don't remember anything about any of the other Rambo's. I've watch, I'm not sure if I've, how many I've watched. I've watched at least two other ones, maybe three, but I've like zero associated memories with those movies at all. It's just people talking. Rambo going bleh, bleh, and killing some people from a different country.
0: Yeah, it, it's just like it's it's like Rocky, but it's like Rocky times a hundred in that way. You know what I mean? Where the first movie is really good and then the, yeah, the subsequent movies are silly because it, rambo is like the first movie is fucking amazing and yeah. then the follow-up movies are like you are making a mockery of your first movie here what are you doing what are you
1: doing the the <laughs> other rocky movies at least are like kind of tangentially like you know they they have moments and they still kind of like echo that first movie in some ways especially like the first creed and also uh what was like the 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 one in the early aughts uh,
0: uh rocky balboa
1: one? yeah that one, like that one was okay it kind of like had the yeah. same spirit those though like the first that first uh what do you call it rambo movie is about ptsd it's about trauma it's about like trying to fit in into like a nation that no longer accepts you and then the rest of the movies are just about we gotta save
0: pow's rambo yeah it no like you. Y- it- if you had told me years ago, before I'd watched any of these movies, that the first Rambo was genuinely an anti-war movie, I'd have been like, what? No, that's silly. And you watch it, and you're like, what
1: the hell happened to this franchise? <laughs> yeah.
0: Welcome to episode 31 of Be Me Too Sick Bay. Uh, I am Mira, your host. I am here with McFreeze. Hello. And Hayes.
1: Hi, it's me, Hace. I'm definitely here. Wait,
0: why do you say it like that? You are here. I you, am here. Why? <laughs> Nobody's so, questioning that. That's They can hear your voice. They know you're here. Well, then there's
1: no question of it that I'm definitely here.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, That's you true. would never, you would never not be here, Hace.
2: Obviously. God. <laughs> Hace, if there's one thing I gotta say about Hayes is that he's always awake. Um, uh uh-huh. And on time to things.
1: Yes, thank you. I mean, I'm always saying that about myself as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i woke up like five minutes before we started uh this so i'm not talking yeah i set an alarm though so <laughs> i did set an alarm to wake up so <laughs> uh, folks let's move on let's not let's not dwell uh we're here you know, now we're
3: and here that's to talk about rambo
1: we're here to talk about rambo, we are
0: actually. okay the, so star trek the next generation is on a fucking war kick lately and the uh last time we had the fucking Vengeance episode um I, and then uh today we're going to be talking about two more war episodes. <laughs> no wait, wait, last time actually last time it was the vengeance episode and the cold war episode. That yep, was the war episode. That's right. The fucking yep. Cold War episode. Then today we've got fucking Vietnam War episode followed by uh some terrorism what which uh, <laughs> that second episode that we're going to be talking about today the high ground is supposed to be based off of um the uh north irish situation but it oh, is, yeah. some other terrorist states might also come to mind
1: but it's supposed to be like about the ira
0: it's supposed to be about the ira but also i always always thought it was about the israeli-palestine conflict for years because you know we'll talk about that after uh, after the break but first we're going to talk about the hunted season 3 episode 11 Which is maybe Rambo. It's maybe Star Trek doing Rambo.
1: It's very not subtle at all. (laughs) Specifically about it being about like disenfranchised, like, you know, veterans coming back to the States and such. Or, you know, any kind of war, really. But like, it's very, it's not very subtle.
0: It's it's the PTSD episode.
2: It's good, though. I like this episode. The guy is, uh, he kind of looks like Rambo, but he's not as big and jacked. So
0: that's because he's got the jacket on. You can't see his muscles. You,
2: no, they just, you can see his ass really good though.
0: <laughs> I didn't really look at it, I guess.
2: I mean, I it's don't. The, thanks to the traditional dress of this planet where everyone's just got their ass heavily enhanced at all times. Yeah, <laughs> d- the, his, <laughs> with his their outfit. They're little one pieces.
0: His outfit didn't seem like it stood out so much in that regard to me. Uh maybe they were better at shooting around it, but the people on the planet, oh my god, they're ass they have wedgies all the time. They're just well, you, the fabric's like right up there.
2: Right You Should have taken a screenshot of when he did a big clothesline on those two guys. <laughs> so you could see it.
0: I didn't, but I should have. You're right. Uh yeah. So anyway, how you guys been though?
1: I've been doing all right.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good. Damn, uh, nothing that.
1: much to report, really. It's been it's been big chilling for me. Chilling mm.
0: is good, especially in the summer or big months. Chilling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference? Yes.
1: <clears throat> Macri, yeah. what's the difference?
2: Um, uh, that's that. That's that song from Dr. Dre. Remember that? No. So what's the difference between me and you?
3: Oh, I thought you, I
0: thought the song was "What's the difference between big chillin' and Bing Chillin'. Oh I was no, like, yeah, that's very of him.
2: Dre also did that one. He didn't. <laughs> I don't think they had Bing chilling back then. I don't know.
0: I, I'm going to love it with you guys. I am like slightly fuzzy on what Bing chilling even is. It's like a commercial <laughs> God, that John Cena did, but it's ice cream. But what?
2: Uh-huh.
0: What is it? Is
2: it means ice cream in Chinese or Mandarin? And oh, oh, uh, he, he said, means? he said, go see Fast and Furious 9 because I like being chilling. And uh, that's <laughs> there was something else to it.
3: <laughs> How did <laughs> I not like, see that clip.
2: It's really good. And someone added the, uh, the, the boom sound effects whenever he says being chilling. That's what's funny about it. Also that he says being chilling. That's also funny.
0: His Mandarin accent is flawless. I'm sure.
2: And, I mean, as far as I know, I don't. Know. I can understand the subtitles perfectly. So,
0: yeah, I never fucking watched that clip, I guess. I've seen like GIFs of it, but I never, never actually watched it. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. Oh, fucking. All I know is that my man, uh, what's his, What's my dude's name? Drac Golar. <laughs> he's got a no. Star Wars ass name.
3: He is. The the most, most Star Wars name.
0: Rogad Danar.
1: Yeah, he's got. It's the most fucking shitty Star Wars name. Yeah, Glofshadow.
2: Gluff- he's
1: got Glofshadow. <laughs>
0: no, he's not Glofshadow. Come on, be nice to Danar. I don't. I think I just maybe I'm, I've seen this episode so many times uh, that it doesn't read to me as a Star Wars name at all. So I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, stop being rude to Danar, our our normal friend Roga Danar. <laughs> Which I like how it's spelled, uh, Raja. Too. Like if you if it's like Raja, that's Raja, yeah, Raja. Danar. Raja. Have-
1: have the have ever watched um Demolition Man?
0: Yes, yes. yeah.
1: Y- yeah, You sure know actually what, streamed it for me. Y- you know what this episode th- this episode really r- okay, reminds me of a lot of movies actually because we re- I was thinking about Die Hard, Rambo, but also Demolition Man where like nobody in the future seems to know what the, like how to deal with a fucking threat anymore. That's
0: that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to say that's very fair. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because like there's, there's like one guy that so it's a clotheslining lining like five guards and everyone's like like Whoa! like obviously he's like you know enhanced or whatever but it's like he's one fucking guy. <laughs>
0: he's one like super strong. They didn't expect him to be that strong. Ace. nobody expects him to he be is. that. Strong.
2: I think you're definitely right that this is the most movie ass <laughs> episode we have had so far. <laughs> it's it's just it's movies. It's like uh like Hideo Kojima said, fifty percent of my existence is movies.
0: It's good. I like that they're they they said this season they wanted to do more action scenes in the episodes, and they just shamed them jammed them all into this one. I think
3: it's good. I like
0: it a lot. <laughs> it, it's fun. It, it moves moves along i was like as i was taking my notes just like typing and staring at the screen the whole time and not looking at my notes while i'm typing and you know just oh i gotta keep typing and get every second of this action and I can't interrupt it because it's non-stop it's a non-stop thriller folks
1: folks there was a war fight and you might be surprised how it ended
0: (laughs) (laughs) did he did he actually win i don't remember
1: (laughs) no well, oh, no, <laughs> what do you mean? Kind of, he won, he got crushed under by like five crates and just no, gave up. Oh,
2: no, he won the first one.
1: What do you mean? The first one,
2: okay. Remember, with okay,
1: I'll uh, remember the first one, okay, where he like took down, okay, uh, he took he, down he, he, like
2: he took down like five guys, but yeah. then. Riker and Worf get him, and he diff- dispatches Riker without any problem. But then Worf beats him. So after after he is exhausted from beating up six guys, <laughs> Worf easily won.
1: And, and then, like, and I love how whenever Worf first starts fighting him, he's like, "Okay, here's the here's my ultimate move, the one where you're mounting me." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's beating me up.
2: <laughs> That's a different kind of podcast. Oh, no. All right. Let's is it, get in. Is it,
0: though? Is it really? Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, so, The Hunted first aired on January 8th, 1990. Uh, I don't know why I, I moved into that voice right there. Uh, it was written by Robin Bernheim, directed by Cliff Bull. And the in-universe state is 43489.2, soldier 2366. And this is the episode that's Rambo, as we've talked about already. I don't think I need to give a description of this episode because we've basically said it already. This episode is about Vietnam veterans, PTSD, and Rambo.
2: What is it about, though?
0: Okay, it's actually about the uh, Enterprise is trying to catch an escaped prisoner for some planets of fuckheads.
1: These fuckheads are some real fuckheads, I gotta they're, say. there's
0: some fuckheads, man. You guys... These guys might suck a
1: little bit.
0: <laughs> they sleep, maybe a lot. I don't know. Mm, I don't know.
1: They are, like- are they
0: bad guys? It's hard to say.
1: Well... There was that one guy that was like, well, we have to keep all our soldiers kept in a locker somewhere in case we need to go to war again.
0: I love that they just dropped the shoe in that scene. That's much at, at, at the end of the episode, but they're trying to be you're like, you're you're like, like, this is the will of the people. This is what the people want. And that one guy's like, yeah, we might need him to fight again. Like, <laughs> Everybody just you're... looks at him like, what?
1: <laughs> like, don't fucking say it all out. <laughs> you're definitely like thinking about that where it's like oh they definitely don't want to like undo them because they need what if they want to like stick their pit bulls on someone else like yeah
0: yeah it's a lot of work to have to recondition a whole bunch of soldiers again from scratch
3: yeah just
0: just keep them on a prison somewhere and pull them out when you need them exactly Mm they will be plenty angry and like like a starved pit bull
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's great
0: it's it's the perfect plan. What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, so this episode opens where uh, the Enterprise is uh, at Angosia Three, a planet that wants to join the Federation, and we see this really cool uh, futuristic mega city sci fi shot. Which we I don't think we've seen anything like it in this show so far. And I I don't know if they actually made this for this episode or if they got it from a movie or something because it looks really cool. It's
2: really I, nice. It looks like a model too. It's not a painting. I thought it was a painting it looks like a painting to me
0: i think it might be a model um i'm not sure i don't know i didn't check the notes on the wikipedia
1: um but yeah it was i i want to say we've had one other like big city painting but i might be making that up uh like i think for starbase and season one we had something didn't we
0: that was from a movie though
1: Oh, okay. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was that was supposedly taken from
0: a movie. Yeah, from
1: yeah. A movie. Mm-hmm. And, and also in uh Measure of a Man when they're at the big space station, also from a movie. Also the one where um they go to uh Earth and they check out the uh the HQ. Uh, I think isn't that also from a movie? <sighs> yeah.
2: That's season is, one as
1: well though. Yeah, yeah. And it's from a
2: movie because um you can see that the old the old generation uh, shuttle is just there in the shot. Great, like, this doesn't look anything like our ships in this show, but here it <laughs> is.
0: Uh, you know, it's 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 a crowd shot. It's got some aliens in it. Uh, use it, fucking roll it. We got it. We got it in our B roll box. Just roll it. It's good. It's a cool shot. We're gonna use it again. But this this I don't know if they made for this uh, episode or not. But it is a very good looking city. They, we, uh,
1: they, they had like little lights going on like by like roads and stuff you can just see like little flashlight effect going like, whew!
0: yeah it's like if a picture a sci-fi mega city concept art and that's what this is and also when we go to the inside the interior of it it also looks great it's a great looking interior it's got like potted nice. plants and shit but not like uh, not like season one pot of plants where it was literally a plant in a pot <laughs> It's more like this it, actually looks like the lobby of a building with some potted plants and shit it, it looks it. like
1: It looked like a hotel room lobby. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, this is... This, this no, was a this set. Is a, this is a what? place where, uh, you know, some assholes would do their work in. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they got a hotel lobby and filmed it, Ace.
2: No, no, you're right. Especially
1: because at the end, they come in through... Yeah, right, right. No, you're right.
0: Yeah. And you, you can kind of tell when you look at the walls that they're not... Uh... The most best walls made. Well, the, yeah, the set wall looked them. I, we I got, got I was the in, best
2: walls in town here.
1: I wasn't sure if it was literally a hotel lobby. It just looked like a hotel lobby to me.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it, well, it looked like a big fancy government building to me.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a lobby.
0: Which would look like hotels. Yeah. I mean, it's all fucking corporate architecture.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. But Yes, it's a very nice looking corporate architecture. Very, uh, very completed and very, very good looking. And the people, what are the people wearing in this city?
2: Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> they love
1: wearing the worst onesie so, suits you've ever seen got, in goddamn life.
2: They got uh, these nice business suits, except for uh, the shirt is connected to the pants.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the uh, leisure suits never went out of style here, and they just doubled down on them and made them into fucking butt-hugging uh, <laughs> jumpsuits for all time.
2: Yep they <laughs> they are. Definitely butt hugging. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's no there's no definition to these suits they're wearing except for their ass. Like if they turn around, then you're like, "Whoa, buddy!" I guess that's the style here. I
2: guess these guys are just too dummy thick. <laughs> the,
1: the, these suits are both too big and too small at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like pants and a shirt separate would solve these problems, but Impossible. you know that doesn't that doesn't look <laughs> as cool, so that they gotta suffer for their fashion. But they're talking we got Captain Picard here who's talking to uh the prime minister of the planet, we learn, uh, very quickly. And he's very tall, and I noticed too that there's it like, seems to be a consistency with this the casting in this episode where I think this race of people, the Angosians, they're supposed to be taller than humans. Because all of the Angosians you see are pretty much uh either at the same height or taller than humans.
2: Very- yeah, they're definitely, sh- now that I'm looking at this shot, they're definitely shooting him to make him look taller than he is. They've yeah, because he really got,
0: dwarfs Riker and Picard. They've got
2: Riker the farthest away from the camera and everything.
0: Yeah, and Riker's like 6'3 or something, right? He's and pretty they're,
2: tall. Yeah, and they're, do- they're doing the Vince McMahon camera shot where they're shooting with a little tiny cameraman looking up. <laughs>
0: but so we got we got a tall race of aliens and we're, we're learning how the ancorians are uh a very intelligent thoughtful race they don't like war they've just come out of a long war um and it, it, they uh not a fan of war though and so they're glad they're out of it because they're 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 thinkers they're lovers they're not fighters um but their meeting is interrupted by a guy who comes up and's like prime minister we have a problem and so he he walks over and secretly tells the prime minister something and the prime minister walks back over and is like, uh, "A prisoner might have escaped a penal colony on Lunar Five, and uh, it killed two guards." And they're like, "And he's like, 'Well, wait, we're still, you know, uh, not a fighting race, so you could guys, could you guys help us out a little bit and capture this?'" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, we can, we can capture you guy. That's no problem."
2: Hey, like, you know, we're all Federation buddies now, definitely. Yeah,
0: you're on the waiting list. You know, you're on the short list. We'll uh, we'll help you out here. Uh, so. They tell him to, oh, yeah, the escape prisoner is also uh, armed and extremely dangerous. Um, and so they, they're telling this data on the bridge. And he's like, all right, we will use extreme caution. And so on the bridge, they pull up a view screen of the vessel because the prisoner escaped and stole a transport vessel. And we see it going around an asteroid. And it, like, spots the Enterprise. And it's, like, circling around the asteroid. And the Enterprise is like, oh, it saw us. And they're, they're sneaking up on it. And then it comes back around the other side of the asteroid half the ship is missing it's just the drive section there they're like what the fuck and they don't see they see any life signs in the ship at all either uh there's no life signs on the asteroid where they they're like there's some wreckage on the asteroid but there's no life signs there there's no life signs in this drive section i guess he got away uh that's very strange they're like yeah the prisoner got away very weird um but then uh
1: the crew is very incompetent this episode in general (laughs)
0: Yeah, they, uh, they're they on hell, um, sleeping mode. I understand. <laughs> I respect it. Um, so Picard and Riker return to the bridge. They're like, I can't believe that guy got away. And Dana's like, well, I follow a protocol. I don't know what to tell you. He, there were no <laughs> life signs.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, the, the the Prime Minister contacts to let them know that the prisoner has been identified as uh, Rogat Dainar, And he is very dangerous.
1: This strange. true. The,
0: the enterprise is trying to figure out how and where he's hiding he's like okay well i guess he was in that drive section because oh yeah i forgot the drive section flew away at the end of that scene
1: yeah so so like like they like they go they go around the asteroid they're like hey that part that part of the ship has crashed and they're like and then wesley's like uh the drive section's gone bro data is just like call the guard. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: you see a very uncharacteristic fuck up of data but he makes it up in this rest of the episode um so they're trying to figure out where he's hiding and um and the data suggests no i think it's actually Riker who suggests that he might be using the planet's uh magnetic poles to, to hide from the ship's sensors and um and data's the- like oh i
1: wait hide from the ship's what sensors they're what sensors uh. they say sensors. Like every, like three or That's... four different characters, I... very specifically say, "Sir, the ship's sensors are not detected." Though.
2: They definitely do say that, and I noticed that, and I was wondering if they're like, "Man, Worf keeps saying it like sensors. That's weird." Maybe we'll just make everyone say it, sensors.
3: <laughs> it sounds more
0: futuristic. We'll just call them sensors. It's more it's sci-fi.
1: So in- I thought I was going crazy. Until so, like, three people started doing it, like, in a row. I was like, okay, I guess this is just what we're doing
3: now.
0: Yeah, that's uh, one of those things that watching the show a billion times as, as a kid or whatever uh, has just bled into my brain where I don't even hear it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, the, sh- the ship sensors, uh-huh. And when you were correcting me just now, I'm like, what, 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 what is this? Is this a bit? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> the ship sensors. Senso- sensors.
1: Sensors.
0: A very sensorial ship.
2: You mean the uh- sensor of the ship.
0: Yes, that is correct. The ship, the ship's sense, sensor.
1: Sense. sense? Or what?
0: Uh, but yeah, Riker suggests that the, the hiding from the ship's sensors in the magnetic poles of the planet. So Data's like, oh yeah, I can do an adjustment so we can see that. And he does it. And sure enough, there's the drive section of the ship just like hanging out above the pole of the planet. And they're like, ah, we got him now. So they, put, <laughs> they put a tractor beam on the ship and they still detect no life signs, by the way. Um, but it it's like attempts to break free by just ramming at them and they're like what what is he doing ah
3: i
1: I, I think they just figure it's like a suicide run. It's like oh he's just trying to fucking take us down with it too bad we have super shields
0: yeah like put up shields and like go over the tractor beam we'll we'll survive this so he just flies the ship and deflects straight off of the shields and they're like what how'd he do that which wouldn't that be what the shields
1: do well i think like Mm -hmm. you'd have to like hit an angle on it specifically
2: so that (laughs) it would just like isn't this, like, one of Picard's moves? I feel like this is one of Picard's moves.
0: I don't he, remember what the Picard maneuver is,
2: but I don't think it involves He's this got exactly. at least two the, maneuvers. The Picard maneuver, I remember, was that he basically just, like,
1: teleports in front of you and says, Nothing personnel, kid. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's, like, up. a
0: mirror image, and you don't know who to shoot at. You're like, Oh, which one's the real ship? And then you're dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was him basically just kind of, like curve, like, hitting the edge of the Enterprise so that, like the amount of force to not be like redirected like perfectly back at the, the shell craft and more like kind of at an angle and just kind of ping ponging him away.
0: Yeah. And they're very impressed by this, but um data is learning from his previous fuck ups and he's like, wait a minute. I think that he actually used this as a distraction to split off from that ship again. There seems to be an escape pod out there. There's no life signs in it, but I think, uh I think it's there.
1: It's, and so, a, it's a really fun sequence, by the way, this whole kind of like game of cat and mouse with the shuttle and the Enterprise. It's like, well, you can kind of do a lot if you're creative enough, I guess.
0: Yeah, the whole the whole uh, action scenes in in this episode in general are great. And I don't we're probably as we describe them are probably not going to perfectly describe them. But that doesn't mean they're bad to watch. Watch the episode. You'll appreciate them. <laughs> um, uh but yeah, Picard orders O'Brien to beam over anything large enough to be a human out of that uh, escape pod. And O'Brien, I guess, is just constantly listening to what is happening on the bridge, no matter what. Is <laughs> He's on board. He's like, yep, got it.
3: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he beams him over and keeps him in stasis. He says, oh, he's got a weapon on him, but I'm, I'm going to make it inoperable because I can just do my teleporter magic.
2: And we can just, just turn his gun off when he beams over. Yeah. It's fine.
0: And you can just hold him there until security gets here.
1: Uh, O'Brien's a dumbass by the way. You can teleport anyone on the ship into anywhere and to any part of the ship including the brig.
2: Well, he wasn't ordered to teleport him to the brig. I
1: think, okay,
2: Picard's a dumbass then. Someone's fucking up here.
0: <laughs> I I think uh and this is just my theory, I'm not sure 100% on this cuz we've talked about before why they even need the the transporter pads. I think it's for stuff like this where if you want to like hold somebody in stasis, you need the transporter pad for that energy to do that. Okay. Like I, I don't think, but I I guess you wouldn't need to hold him in stasis if you just put him directly in a detention cell, would ya? That's a good point. <laughs> I don't think they can beam in and out of the detention cells with the shields up, though.
1: Remember no, but, the... but they just do the thing they would have done last time, where they just beam him into the, the brig and then just turn on the shields, like, a second later.
2: Remember when uh, those Klingons were in the detention cells, and then they just uh, turned off the force field and got away? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, oh, that, that was the, that was the old det- detention cell. Then they got a new one.
0: Yeah, they they revamped them after that. They thought about this like, hmm, how do we keep prisoners from doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have the controls on the inside.
2: Damn. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we should take our security past uh, sick bay level.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah. Uh, but but uh, so O'Brien keeps him in stasis there on the transporter pad. Security is on their way to to go detain him. And uh, Worf and Riker are also on their way from the bridge. Um, so s- the couple of security guys are there and they're like, all right, we're here. You can lower the, Was it two or three security guards that are there? It was,
1: it was three security guards plus O'Brien. Okay,
0: three security guards are like, all right, you can lower the, the- you can uh, let him go so we can catch him now and o'brien's like yep yeah, sure thing and the guy uh daynar immediately realizes his gun doesn't work but that doesn't fucking stop him at
1: all and he like
0: easily fights off the three guys and knocks he, them on the floor and o'brien's he, he, like he, oh fuck
1: he double clotheslines like two of them right away <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> he takes their fucking heads off yeah he, he just
2: runs at him with a fucking double clothesline.
0: it did not occur to these guys that he would be able to fight without his gun i guess like
2: well, we have evolved patched such
1: things. And, and, and so like, they're like trying to like hit him with a phaser and he just kind of shrugs them off, but they are, the security officers are still fucking useless in a fight. Like, I think O'Brien is slightly more competent. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is it, who's He was like an engineer than the actual security guards.
2: My favorite thing here is when um, the fight starts, O'Brien's just saying, we need, we got a situation, though. more security, more security. And I'm just expecting this to become like a YouTube video where he just says more security and just endless guys are running into the
3: room.
0: <laughs> I wish that would have been so good, but no, instead he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. I guess I gotta do something. So he uh, he tries to tackle them too, and also gets knocked on his ass.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for the attempt. The, the fucking there's this great part too where um. Two of the guys are trying to, to subdue Daynar and he like pushes both of them out the door into the hallway.
1: There, there's one guy, he like yeets across the light like, transporter uh pad. He, go, he goes flying like ten
2: feet.
0: Oh man, it's it's a fun scene. Um they're fighting in the hallway and then he gets oh, gets Brian, the guy
2: in an arm bar.
1: You got the guy on the arm armbar! and he's like screaming his fucking like ass off. Like he sounds like he's dying. <laughs>
0: Um, and O'Brien gets up and grabs a phaser and shoots him and, and he's like, ow, and he <laughs> grabs a phaser and shoots O'Brien back and O'Brien's like, ow, <sighs> oh, just like that. But Ry- Damn, are, I suck. I <laughs> took way also, more damage. I need a better defense score. Uh, Riker and Worf exit the turbolift too and are almost nearly shot, but they duck out of the way and Worf goes to join the fight and just tackles Daynar.
1: And, well, he um, tackles Danar in a really stupid way. He, like, tackles him so that he's the one on the bottom and he's getting mounted by Danar. And Danar is just like, okay, it
2: starts hitting him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how that went so wrong for Worf. <laughs> <But> honestly. <laughs> like, he just no, somersaults onto the floor and he's like, I oh, just, no, like, I'm losing.
2: Oh, Riker dives at him and he just, like, calmly flips Riker over onto his back. It's like, yeah, I don't care about you. Go away.
0: Tana is very good at fighting, but they finally pin him. Worf's finally got it on the top and uh, has him pinned on the on the ground. And Riker orders Worf to get him to the detainment cell immediately.
1: And then someone and, has the right idea, also to be like, "Wait a minute, put the put it on maximum stun," and everyone's like, uh.
0: "Maximums? We keep forgetting that's a setting." Man, Riker forgot fun- that was a setting. <laughs> <if we>
1: could- <laughs>
2: use that <out> at
0: least. <laughs> Riker very recently just had Let's to be reminded see. that that was a, maybe got, he thought that he had it on Maximum Stun and she died anyway
2: <laughs> Stun, we got Stun too, and we've got Vaporized Oh, I forgot about <laughs>
1: Maximum Stun
3: Oh, <laughs> <Nah, laughs> man
1: <laughs> Oops
0: Oh, rip to that lady What was her name? Um, blonde uh, lady
2: <laughs> Do you me? Her name was Utah. Ash Utah, Utah. Utah.
0: Utah, Utah. Yeah. Like the state
1: they, 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 you know what they still have yuta on the ship in a way they still have her stupid salad in the system <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> if he ever misses her he can just get some spiced barthas <laughs> and he can cry while he's eating his salad <laughs> oh, he made such a good salad
1: all these spices remind me of what became of yuta <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no.
0: so on the bridge Picard is talking to the prime minister again and they're getting ready to pick him uh, up the the prisoner Um, but but he also as he was escaping fucked up the prison colony pretty uh, good so it's going to take them some time to get get it ready for him but the Prime Minister advises them in the meantime to keep him sedated uh, the entire time he's on board. And Picard's like, well, he's in our high-security cell. I don't think that's necessary. And the Prime Minister's like, all right, it's your funeral, buddy. That's what,
2: that's what they always say.
0: <laughs> um, and Zeta tells Riker that the reason that they picked up no life signs from him is because he has no life signs. The computer can't even see him in the detention cell right now. And they're like, fuck, is he an android? And Zeta's like, I have life signs, dude. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> I was going to
1: say, Picard's like, oh, maybe some kind of android and they you know, just stares at him our secrets pick up artificial life forms sir. <laughs> as,
3: right you, here, as, Captain.
1: as you might know
2: <laughs> as you like you know how when you ask the computer where is commander data and it tells you you know that thing
0: <laughs> It just guesses really well it keeps track of him it keeps like a camera on him at all times it's got a drone following him around this ship
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe data is just really uh keep very keeps a very strict routine every day.
0: Well I think actually um don't the ship's computers detect people by their com badges as well? That's true. Yeah, I feel like that's more of a thing in other series because I think the Enterprise also just uses the detection technology to, to see their life signs, but um but I think their comm badges are the big thing that they use to track people around the ship.
2: Listen! Don't ruin my joke here.
0: I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Anyway, we see we have to be accurate on our podcast that we take very seriously here. <laughs> we see uh, we see Danar is having a sleep in his cell, and he seems to be having a nightmare. He's tossing and turning and going ah. ah. And Troy is walking down a hallway elsewhere, but she senses his pain, and and she like turns around and does a one eighty and, and tries to seek him out. Um. So Danar wakes up in his cell, and Troy enters the holding room and asks him if he's all right. And um, I gotta say, <laughs> no offense to Troy, this murderer prisoner is a one-up on every other guy she uh, interacts with off of the show.
1: <laughs> Not the doctor.
0: <laughs> the doctor Everyone... was different. That was an arranged marriage. So.
1: Oh, okay, but she she was cool with it eventually.
0: Yeah, she would have probably been fine with it. And he definitely would have also been an improvement on every other guy she's attracted to.
1: Yeah, but also you're right in that the uh, PTSD veteran that's murdered like over 80 people somehow is a better person than all the other like weirdos he's nice. she's messed up with. He's yeah. A,
0: yeah, he's a really nice guy. And that's actually what Troy's con- uh, confused by. But, but Dana asks Troy where he is and she explains that he's on a Federation starship. And he takes a look around the cell and um, we see this cool fucking space sink. He has to push a button and this drawer retracts into the wall and reveals this basin of water. And I think this is the coolest. I love details like this.
1: Well, it's very cool how high tech it is. But why is it just a basin of water and not like running water?
0: I love it. I don't care. It's cool. <laughs> how is the how,
2: how is the computer supposed to make water fall down? It can only make it <laughs> in a basin
3: form. That's true.
0: They haven't mastered fluid dynamics yet. Um, but he asks if she's the jailer here, and uh, and she's like, no, I'm I'm the ship's counselor. And he says, oh, well, that's a pity. I'd hoped you were the jailer so you could keep me company on my return trip to Luna Five. And I was like, yeah, trying to get another boyfriend already, but no, it doesn't work out that way. Very no. disappointing i was i was rooting for their love but you it's tell she,
1: she was interested you could tell off the bat she's like an emotionally damaged li- man i'm in well <laughs> hey, the look thing is his hair.
0: he's much more attractive than the guy she was actually banging a few episodes
1: ago so i don't know uh, i, I want to forget that fucking guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can never his blue his searing blue eyes are burned into my soul
1: his weird mouse face
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a
1: mouse what would you call it?
3: Okay, it's kind
0: of a mouse face. You're kind of right. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, this murderer prisoner—I uh, oh, said that already. She she observes though that he's terrified to return to Luna Five, and he says uh, he's he just killed three men to escape there, and he's fully c- capable of killing her as well, and that thought also terrifies him. Um, and Troy asks if he's he's mistreated at the prison and he's like no it's it's great there they t- take great care of us the only thing is you can never leave you know it's fucking it's prison you can't go home. Uh, well,
1: it sounds like it sounds like he doesn't have like any opportunity for parole or anything he's just there for life like yeah everyone there a, is a lifer for one reason or another.
0: Um, and he asks her in kind of a rude way what her interest in him is like sarcastically like so what you, What the what are you doing here anyway and sh- and she's like what's with the hostility dude and uh and he's like uh i knew a girl with with long dark hair and, and once and she broke my heart and uh, that's why i turned to a life of crime and <laughs> it's like tells that uh can tell that he's just fucking with her and she's not amused i love her expression <laughs> like what the fuck dude come on uh, and so he's like oh you don't like that one okay well what about this uh my my mother left me as a child uh and, and that's why. And um and she's like, Why are you playing with these games? And and he's like, I thought you mind control experts love these games. And she's like, What? <laughs> I'm
1: not a mind this is, control we, expert. It's a, a very
2: good quote where Troy says Quote from mind control expert. I am not a mind control
1: expert. I was I had the same thing <laughs> written down.
0: <laughs> she's not a mind control expert. I'll I, say I, think,
2: I don't know. Well, she doesn't do mind control, but I think she's an expert on it.
0: Well, she's probably studied it for her degree as a chip's counselor or whatever you yeah. have to do in the future. But I, that doesn't make her a mind control expert. You wouldn't you wouldn't go to a therapist today and call them a mind control expert? Wouldn't you? I wouldn't.
2: Wah, wah, that's, wah.
0: that's nuts. But um, he he explains that that's uh, all of the fucking doctors that he's known have been mind control experts. But it's kind of a, a hint, I guess, into what's yeah. happened in his past. Um, and she's like, "No, I'm not a mind control expert. I just came because I, I sensed you were in pain." Uh, and he's like, "Well, what do you sense now?" And she's like, "It's gone. I guess that's weird. You're not in pain anymore, huh?" So Troy is in Picard's ready room in the next scene, explaining that there is a, a duality about Dainar. She she tells Picard that she believes Dainar is inherently nonviolent, and <laughs> something is really weird going on because he's like. He has,
2: well, she has the very interesting line that he does not have a criminal personality. <laughs> like, hmm. I
0: wasn't going to dig into that because I don't want to know what makes someone have a criminal personality. Uh, writers of this show.
2: Was, wasn't was
1: there a thing where, like, there's no more crime on Earth because they're able to identify everyone who has a criminal personality? God. That's right.
0: That was a thing. Yeah, oh. we, we don't talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> We don't talk about Gene Roddenberry's eugenics experiments.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just pulling my collar and like, yeah, <laughs> sweating.
1: What crimes has Troy done, Mark?
0: Um, well, fashion crimes. <laughs> she's, she's done something, I'm sure. She, she does stole lo- a pack she- of gum once.
1: She does love her onesies. She
0: does, and hers don't hug her ass like the ones on the planet. She, they should get a better tailor, or she should. One of them should. Uh, but but <laughs> Card's like, well, he's obviously violent, though. Like, he did you? He fought five security guys. It took five guys to detain him. Uh, five guys, burgers and fries. Mm-hmm. And whenever I, whenever you say five guys, do you guys do that? Where you you can't not think of the burger place?
1: No. Well, I, I stopped thinking about Five Guys ever since their prices became, like, insane. I just don't ever eat there anymore.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think of them that way because I never really liked them. Uh, what? I don't think, like, I
2: don't... The price it's is high greasy. enough for Five Guys.
0: The burgers it's... are grease bombs. I don't like them. Exactly. Man. Exactly.
2: It's, yeah, it's like, I they're pretty good. Like, I go there. and like, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, this is good. But it's like, man, this makes me feel like I'm going to die from eating it.
1: Well, yeah, what, what, I don't need what, that. In what's
2: my life. a what's a good uh, burger chain for you guys then?
0: Um, Red Robin. What?
1: Um. Red Robin, get out of here!
0: I mean, you think burgers there? They they, they, good do burgers. Have burgers.
1: they do have burgers there.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't really go to like the nicer burger chains. I go to fucking McDonald's because if I want, I want a. Uh, there's levels of burger, right? So yeah. you go to like there's restaurant and slash a uh, bar burger where burger burgers are the best. I'm going to tell yep. you right now. I mean, the burgers, the burgers you get at a nice bar are the best burgers you're going to have. But you're um, paying for that privilege. You are paying for it. Yeah. But I'm going to get a fucking egg that's going to be perfectly fried on that burger. And it's going to have some green chilies on it. And it's yep. going to be the best burger I've had in months. And yep. that's... Great. uh that's and correct. then, and then there's all the other burgers where there's like your fast casual burgers, your Fab Guys burgers, your uh, uh, and then Thank your fast you. food burgers. Thank
1: you for respecting the fast casual uh, uh style and name.
0: I I understand fast casual. I it's I don't like in it. But
1: I I don't like it, but it exists, and we have to confront that.
0: It's not. It's so different from fast food. Fast I, food
1: is like just shit under a heat lamp that you grab and go. Yeah, yeah it's good. They, they
0: make it ahead. Of, yeah, I I I enjoy fast food. I'm not saying I don't enjoy fast food. Fast casual is definitely something different though.
1: I I enjoy specific kinds of fast food. Like I'm fine with like fast food like chicken, you know, and stuff, but like beef fast foods is just I've never been able to really enjoy it.
0: Well, see, the thing for me is I think of it very different in my mind. I think like a fast food burger to me is a very different food from like a restaurant burger or a homemade burger. No, I you know? I,
1: I, get it. And I just I think it's that thing I don't really like is like I, I don't like the, the fast food beef style stuff is just my, my kind of stance on it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's totally fair. Yeah, uh, some some restaurants I don't like theirs at all, but I really like like a McDonald's cheeseburger.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like it's. It's not what you would call uh, meat.
1: No. <laughs> you know, much like the stuff you get at make, it's, uh, it's uh, like, Taco it's Bell. It's like Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No one Bell. knows what definitely that is. definitely not meat, but that's okay.
0: Because it's, it's beans. It's, it's lots like, of beans isn't it and like cheese. Most,
2: it's mostly like, uh, made out of oatmeal, isn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Don't make what me think about it. They can't legally call it beef. Don't
0: oh. make me think
1: about it, please. I just don't want to pretend that it's something that's neat
0: i like taco bell's beef <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do i
0: it's got a nice texture it must be all the oatmeal <laughs> um but yeah the fast casual burgers then like the, the extra greasy like like full restaurant burgers to me i never really hit that spot and so, so i don't really seek those out
1: have you ever been to like Whataburger? like that's pretty good it's not too greasy
0: I haven't been to Whataburger, And that's what I was thinking of. I was trying to remember if I'd ever actually been to Whataburger, And I feel like I had to have gone to one at some point in my life, but I can't remember. So.
1: Hmm. Also kind of, um, Bertello's is kind of like that style as well. I don't know if you've ever been to a Bertello's before. Um, it's also Mm-mm. that kind of like, it's more than a McDonald's less than like, obviously something like a bar burger. Obviously it's kind of in the, in between space. And I, and I, I, I kind of like stuff like that, but I totally get, you know, not being down with all the grease and shit. Cause obviously.
0: Um, yeah, actually, you know what I just remembered is there's a regional chain, which I can't use as an example because you guys aren't going to fucking know it. But uh, there's a regional chain called Good Times here, which does a fantastic burger that's more than like a fast food burger, but it's just a a good solid burger. They also have frozen custard. Very good. If you're ever in uh, Colorado, seek out a Good Times, have a burger, have some frozen custard. You'll thank me.
2: Have a good time. Mm -hmm. I like the name already. (laughs) So it sounds like a place that has a good burger. We, they, they've
0: getting, got they've got good burgers. They've got these little sliders they call bambinos that they put out a, a few years ago. I I love them. I haven't gone to one in a while. I should go get. I, we're gonna take a break. No, <laughs> we're gonna take a break while I go grab a burger.
1: Are, uh, are we are we sponsored by Good Times? Are we getting paid for this?
0: I wish we were getting. I wish they would pay me in a fucking bambino, dude. Give me Good Times and give me some uh, bambinos under the table. uh But yeah, they're a regional chain. I think they're only in Colorado, Wyoming. Last I checked, uh they might have expanded beyond that, but with COVID and stuff, I'm not really sure.
2: We had, uh, oh, there was it. a, there was a wall burgers by here, um, which if you don't know is the burger place invented by Mark Wahlberg.
0: I did not know that <laughs> and,
2: uh, the- they opened here right before the pandemic and now they have closed. So <laughs> rip to them. I never went there. Are literally called good times burgers and frozen custard.
0: Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. When they when they they put out frozen custards, I want to say uh, like fifteen years ago, and they rebranded to to point out to people we have this frozen custard. You should eat it, and it's delicious. You should eat it, and it looks like also they don't have any locations in Wyoming anymore. Maybe
1: uh, looks like all Colorado.
0: It's all it's called no, Colorado. Oh no no no!
1: We have a Gillette uh, Gillette Wyoming uh, location. There's one. they has got one in Sugarland Drive at Sheridan.
0: Oh okay, there we go if you're if you're ever at, at these very two specific locations <laughs> in Wyoming or or in denver get some uh get some good times
2: go this has been our burger podcast <laughs> <Next week. laughs> Who's ah, this welcome star trek?
0: welcome yeah star trek uh so we're we're only like fifteen minutes into the episode so we've
2: been talking about burgers for like uh twenty minutes okay <laughs> like what kind of burgers? <laughs>
0: Um, well, we, what do you think about fast casual burgers versus fast food burgers?
4: I mean, I'll always take a fast casual burger over a fast food burger if offered, but you know, obviously, I mean, like fast,
1: fast food burgers isn't like a real burger. They're not real burgers, which is fine, but they're just not real burgers.
4: Yeah. I mean, like if I want a quarter pounder, I want a quarter pounder, but I don't think of that as a burger.
1: Yeah. It's just, this. it's a lie that I'm telling myself, but I know I'm telling myself that.
0: Yeah, we were. Well, let just start because we were talking about how I don't like Five Guys because they're so greasy and I don't really like that that mm. kind of burger, but um,
4: like a smash burger know. type of thing. Yeah, we're back, on, we're back
0: on burgers, by the way, everybody. Uh, so uh, we, ha- we have a guest today. <laughs> Welcome to Ruggington. <laughs> Yay, it's oh. me.
4: Hi, I don't know how to do this. This
1: is the uh, most you just up into a mi- we've microphone. ever had. You heard about burgers and you wanted to yeah, join
4: I out. I like burgers, burgers yeah. are good.
0: Yeah, Rug was just walking by the studio here and we just grabbed him and said, Hey, what do you yeah, think about just, burgers? Uh,
1: check it it, in. And it, he's here to agree with me that and say that In N Out is insanely overrated by all the dorks in California that brag about it all the time.
4: In and
2: out's all right. It's, <laughs> not, <laughs> it's all right, but I'm it's it's not crazy. It's kinda like it's not like better than the, McDonald's the right? Or anything, the problem no,
4: with In and Out is the wait to get to an In N Out is awful yeah. every single time.
1: Well my so my, my context for In-N-Out is that I grew up with for like with like with like 5 or 6 years of people telling me like oh man In-N-Out that's the fucking burger to get like everything else is crap compared to In-N-Out In-N-Out's the real kind of shit to get one day I find myself with the opportunity to fly out to California for a week and I'm like oh my god I'm going to be able to try out In-N-Out it's going to be incredible I go there and it's like <laughs> the most okay burger you've ever had in your life <laughs> like for, for, for the price for like it's like like two dollars or something yeah I've, you know it's, it's great
4: for the up. price yeah um i've had a ten dollar in and out gift card uh that i was given in like november and i still mm-hmm. haven't used it because it's impossible to go to an in and out within like really it's it fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's always fact it's like you know like chick-fil-a during lunch hours how those get fucked up yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's that, but like times three. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I
0: don't really get it with In-N-Out. Like I get it with Chick-fil-A because their, burger, their chicken sandwiches are fucking divine, uh, even though they're, they're homophobia burgers and you should not buy them.
2: There's get, a lot of in, like, oh. but not enough out. That's what you're saying. That's true.
0: Um, yeah, they've, they've opened a couple of In-N-Out locations here in, uh, in Colorado and I haven't bothered to go, go to any of them because the lines are like literally ridiculous, like around the block all the time.
1: Like they're yeah. totally fine burgers, but like, why are they that popular?
4: There's like, one that opened up in Houston, and I went to with my family, and it was uh, packed. It, they had cops. <laughs> they needed yeah, cops. Yeah, <laughs> they literally uh, have
0: yeah. cops directing people when the they line. open these. Yeah, it's it's uh, the priority, I guess, of the police. Whatever. We eventually
1: uh, just went inside. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, rather... it's all
0: all the regional chains are like this, though, because I I. I um, so I've mentioned uh, Colorado a few times in this podcast already, but mm-hmm. that's where I grew up, and uh, you you could hear it from both coasts where people would tell you, "Oh, In and Out is the best burger ever," and then people on the East Coast would be like, "No, White Castle's the best burger ever." And I'm sitting here like, "We don't have either of those. Fuck, we, fuck y'all. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to go have my good times."
4: The best fast food burger uh, regional is, in fact, Cookout. What
1: Check out cookout. What, what the fuck what, is, cookout? What is Cookout? It's <laughs> some sounds, fucking.
4: It's like fucking. Good. It's like rural virginia west virginia type shit and it's nowhere else i think <laughs> but it's fucking incredible
0: i would believe that about a rural virginia burger chain i don't
2: know all i've got to say about white castle is it's the worst shit i've ever had from a fast food oh yeah it's garbage it's, it's inedible sometimes sometimes you want
4: garbage <laughs> <laughs> sometimes,
1: sometimes garbage. you just hate yourself yeah
0: i like at mcdonald's for that though
1: I like the idea of Wassel. Like you tell me a burger is cooked on a bed of onions and I'm telling you that I'm fucking in. Like that sounds and, also,
4: like- and you can eat like a hundred of them.
1: Yeah, 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 Like that sounds incredible. And also they have like holes punched out for some reason. I don't really get that.
2: Um for ventilation. For
1: yeah. ventilation.
3: <laughs> they have the holes punched too. out of them? Yeah, speed holes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So you can eat fuck?
0: Uh, should we talk about star trek
3: i guess i love
4: star trek
1: <laughs> so uh we just got to the point where um so Danar uh no, he was, yeah. escaped onto his stupid ship he yep. flew around he got he got sucked up by the enterprise beat up, he beat up like five guys like he in kicked so man. much ass <laughs> no one on the enterprise knows how to fight no one is
4: fucking confident everyone is so skinny on this
2: fucking <laughs> ship.
1: What's
4: up with this? uh don't they don't use the holodeck to work out
2: well, they yeah, do. That's why. They... That's why Warf is the guy that took him out in the end because he's always practicing every day.
0: Yeah, worf has got a Skeletor program. Worf got
1: hit by too. all those empty barrels. Warf's never <laughs> won a fight on this show, and he's never going to. He, he won. He got
4: the pin. He did, he won. Yeah, he did.
1: Win okay.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, real quick though, Raggington, what's your what's uh, your knowledge of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Have you watched any of this before?
4: Uh, I, I I know Data. Uh huh. i know geordie he's got the glasses he's yeah. a primary, he's a fucking he's, geek yeah, yeah he's he's, uh, cool.
2: he, he's legendary prosecutor geordie laforge uh, i mean
4: <laughs> i mean i know most of the cast i know i know who they are basically but, that but you really haven't like,
0: watched the show though
4: yeah i've watched like an episode or two like i watched the stand-up co- comedy one because like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny one to watch i thought
0: it is a funny one to watch you're not wrong
1: Hold my wharf, please.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great episode. That's a great episode of television. We love
0: love the outrageous Sakona. Um. So yeah. So thank you for watching the hunted and being here with us today. Uh. And and yeah, like Case was saying, you just uh. We got Dainar in the cell. He's talked to Troy. And uh, where were we elsewhere? It's
3: oh, you right? were
2: talking about five guys. Oh, Troy's own. I have another thing to say how about did we?
1: Know. How did we get to five guys?
2: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> it took five
0: guys to subdue this guy. That's right. That's right. That's okay, true. you're right. Picard, 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 was telling, Picard was telling Troy that it took five guys to subdue this guy. And, and she's like, I'm not saying you should let, let him go. You shouldn't release him. Uh, but I'm um, just saying he's not a violent person. <laughs> card's like, "Well, it doesn't matter. In a few hours, he's going to be turned back to the Angosians, and uh, I'm going to be happy to do it." And Troy's like, "Yeah, I understand." And Legs is out to the bridge.
4: I, was, she- I will say, um, I was familiar I'm familiar with the characters and what they look like. Uh, the first time I saw Troy's look, I was uh, a little bit <laughs> a little That's- taken aback
3: that's
0: her look you uh, how could have you to be familiar with her look and not be uh, like, and, not, and be surprised by this I, I guess
4: i've never really seen her in motion before i feel like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you, it well, just becomes so much more absurd it's know, her late, professional sex jumpsuit
2: late, later like season five six seven she is a more more professional outfit oh i thought you were gonna saying. say she was naked no no no,
0: it's gonna go the opposite way and she actually gets a starfleet uniform later but but for now she gets this jumpsuit.
4: she's getting it done in the workplace
0: she is she's like breaking the glass ceilings that don't exist uh troy asks data though over on the bridge if they have a link up to the angosian system data confirms they do and she asks to see the police record on Dinara. She wants to know what the hell. I forgot about the fucking mini dress. Hey, it's supposed oh to be a screenshot God. of Troy's mini dress. Oh, no.
4: Look at her go.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> She's so young. She's killing it.
0: We they haven't shown the dress uniforms in so long. I forgot how short they were. They're so, 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 so much.
1: So the best thing about that dress uniform was that it was unisex. <laughs> and so you'd see a <laughs> bunch of guys in that around, too. It was badass. Oh, fuck,
2: yeah. Yeah, they hired special, really buff extras to walk around. Fuck wearing yeah!
0: I great. miss that, honestly. That's a gig it. I want. I want. I want the guys in the dress. There's one. There he is. Fuck yeah. to... That guy always wore his dress uniform. He loved it. Um I, love
1: it. I think they like reused that shot like five times, <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe.
0: Um. But. But. Uh there is no police record on Dinar, and they're like that's weird and and data lets troy know that luna 5 is actually a military penal colony so they're like huh so she asks data to pull up his military record and they're looking at it and they're like it doesn't say anything about any crimes it says he he received two promotions and he had an honorable tour of duty like what the fuck was his crime
2: his only but, crime was kicking too much ass
0: yeah, the, well, the Troy goes back to Danar, and that's what he tells her. He's like, "That that was my that was my crime. That's why they put me away. I was it's just, just too,
4: too cool, fucking cool." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, he says it's obviously because he's a threat to society, and she's like, "No, what? What's the real reason?" And he's like, "It's because I volunteered for military service." <laughs> this
3: guy is
4: <laughs> basically it. solid snake.
2: He is, and he is. <laughs> later in the show, we get explicit uh, Metal Gear.
4: Yeah, he's got nano machines themes.
2: <laughs> it's just metal here. He
1: does have nano machines. That's
4: basically yeah, it. yeah. I gave him nano machines. He's enhanced. That's, painted some shit on his face. <laughs> that,
1: that that that's his scouter. Obviously, that's his camo index. Yeah,
4: I don't know what that shit is supposed to be. I feel like if I saw it on a CRT, I would more easily recognize what it's supposed to be. I think yeah. it's just, but his, it's just like, it's just face paint. These guys. I think it's
2: just his uh, prisoner no, ID. Cause... Or maybe it's,
1: it's supposed to be like an augment. I swear. It, yeah, it's like... I, think,
4: I think it's supposed to show that these guys have ogs because all the the prisoners have them.
1: Yeah.
0: Or their prisoner tattoo I mean, like, IDs, yeah. like McPherson. Or it's saying, like either way,
1: ID. Yeah.
0: It's but one it of the other. Badass. It does. It, it looks really cool. <laughs> I like when they just put red and things on people's faces, like in a that episode a couple of times ago, where the the Mad Max guys all had fucking dist patches on their faces.
3: That yeah.
0: We is gotta he, make them look cool and sci-fi. It seems like one,
1: on one, one common thing they really like doing is just putting a bunch of shit on their noses. Like at times, like mm-hmm. in uh, the in the meth episode where meth, yeah, <laughs> there was an episode where they all uh, a bunch of planet, sorry, an entire planet got hooked on meth. Uh, oh. It wasn't crank.
0: meth haze; it was opium. Come on, you're
1: right. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, opium <laughs> is wholesome.
0: yeah it was it was natural it grew on plants and they just Uh, refined it to be really really strong
1: and yeah there's a bunch of races where it's just like they're basically humans but it's like i don't know we put some like creases on their noses i guess (laughs) i think it's it's, just it's
2: just i think that's just like the least likely that's gonna actually impact your what you're able to do in your acting maybe just have some shit on your nose
0: Yeah, and it's one of the the quickest ways to just say, I'm not a human. Uh wait till you see Bajoran's whose entire racial identity is uh they have earrings and noses.
4: Oh fuck
3: yeah. Whoa. Uh That's
0: cool. and religion. We're... They have a lot of fucking religion. All right, where were we? I don't remember. Uh, uh <laughs> so oh yeah, Troy no. Troy looks into this a little bit and so she goes to the observation lounge to tell everybody on the bridge crew. Uh, about his history she's like yeah he's got fucking nanomachines they um he said he was an idealistic young man who volunteered to help his people and he wasn't aware that he was volunteering to be part of a to be genetically and psychologically modified to be programmed to be a super soldier and uh he, he's been given a physical by dr crusher who's there and confirms this she's like yeah he's he's got some augments uh and they, they talk about too how the reason he has no life signs is because he's got some kind of shielding of his electrical signals or
4: something.
1: Yeah, so how does work? It somehow rejects electrical impulses, and so it's, it never feeds back on anything.
2: It's Metal Gear shit. It's Metal oh, Gear he's, shit. Oh, he's got a tin foil hat built in. To <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like which seems like the, you know the way the human body works, that would fuck you up real bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they figured I it think out. That
0: would kill you. Yeah, they they made it work. Um,
1: Um, so they they mentioned like, yeah, he's able to just flip a switch and all of a sudden he goes into like this, like soldier like mode. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's like, uh, isn't that
2: just just... kind of, well, they don't have such things in the future. That's
1: true. That's true. That's never existed before. and Definitely not now. (laughs)
4: Nobody else can enter ass kicking mode.
0: Hmm. Um, but the super soldiers were all put into prison when they got back from war because they were considered too dangerous by Angosian society because they didn't uh, reintegrate very well you know because it turns out when you modify people to make them killers it doesn't go away on its own
4: oh what's that supposed to be saying? Mm, <laughs> some
0: some stuff about maybe Rambo uh, we we talked at length about how this is Rambo earlier
1: oh yeah this is it's, Rambo it's super it's Rambo Rambo
0: <laughs> uh, so Data goes to visit Dana too because he's like, oh, he's programmed. He's just like me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Data's <is laughs> awesome. aw. Data, so
2: cute. He's such he's... a sweet little boy.
0: Oh, and da- yeah, Dana asks him what he wants, and Data says, "Am I disturbing you?" And he says, "Yeah." And so he's like, "I'll leave then." <laughs> and Dana's like, "Wait, hang on. I want to talk to somebody. I'm, I'm lonely." I'm
1: bored.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, but Dana asks, uh, asks about his yellow eyes, and Data's like, "Oh, I'm an android, and uh, we have something in common. We're both programmed." And Dana's like, I'm not like you, buddy. I'm a I'm a person, <laughs> not a fucking machine. Aww. He's like, Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I I my programming can be changed. Data says, uh, I just wanted to know. Maybe we can't yours as well. And Dana's like, It doesn't work that way. The conditioning has been woven into my core personality. I I don't think it can just be undone. And Data's like, I think it can probably be undone.
1: <laughs> That's, right.
0: A, That's right. He's a good boy.
1: I I think he also says the data like, Well, if they could just undo it, why wouldn't they? Dude like, well,
3: oh, I don't know.
0: Maybe they're stupid, dude. I, have you talked to people? They're pretty stupid.
4: Have you seen yeah. the way they're dressed?
1: They look like <laughs> fucking idiots.
0: <laughs> well, that's just that's just people you're talking about. That's just, the way everybody just, he loves and knows.
1: Don't be jealous of their pronounced asses.
4: <laughs> There's what about their fucking giant turtlenecks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how you know they're nerds. That's how that's how they identify. You should nerds. have a
4: turtleneck, a prison turtleneck. <laughs>
0: maybe he ripped it off out of anger
1: his clothes, uh-huh, are kind but... of his clothes are kind of blown apart so he could have lost it in the, yeah, wreck- in he the has... fire in the wreckage. yeah
4: he's like them but he's sexy <laughs> yeah
0: his his sleeves are like literally torn off in places to just show his bulging muscles it's good
4: he's so strong
0: <laughs> like he ripped them off himself to be like i'm so cool look at this look at this look at you check out these guns i got here in the prison cell um but Picard is talking to the Prime Minister via his computer terminal in his ready room, which we don't see very often. And I enjoy it when he talks to somebody on his little computer. So he does his little Skype call. And the Prime Minister claims that uh, what, what, what Daenar is saying is full of half-truths. That are like, oh, he's a prisoner. Of course he's not telling you the truth. You know, Luna 5 was a resettlement colony. And, and Picard's like, uh, well, why is there a security there? And he's like, well, people wanted to leave. <laughs> so we, we had to put some security there
1: we we, but, we did a fucky lucky. we made a prison planet
0: <laughs> um, but Picard tells him maybe there's alternate treatment and, but the Prime Minister's like no, all methods have been explored this was the only option we had to put him on prison and uh, this isn't your business anyway I'm dispatching a transport he's gonna pick up Danar and Picard just says like, oh, whatever
4: all right chugs they made a planet of Riddicks, and they didn't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they knew, that's why they put him there they just riddick is too powerful we got to throw him in a prison planet uh but danar meanwhile is asking data if he was built for combat and data explains that he has some combat programming but he's not programmed to kill and danar's like oh well that's where we're different see i i am programmed to kill i've killed 84 times and thanks to my programming i can remember the face of every person i've killed do you know how that feels and data's i have no feelings (laughs)
4: <laughs> but, they're
2: really having a great conversation
4: that here. that speech he gives about being able to remember all of their faces is so fucking metal gear it's <laughs> it, is.
0: it is uh picard and troy enter though to, to speak to danar and picard tells him like hey i'm really sorry about this you know your situation sucks but i got no choice to transfer you back to angosian security and uh he's like yeah thanks for like, thanks yeah. for telling me that yeah, <laughs> i understand well. But he's like, I yeah. also want to tell you to your face that I have to use whatever means I can to escape. And Picard's like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I
2: mean, he does he does agree that he is a danger to society. Like, he does not dispute this. Yeah, I mean, he knows.
0: Yeah, he's a smart guy. He knows how dangerous he is. You can remember the faces of the 84 people he's killed. He's
4: so smart and handsome and charming and strong.
0: He is. I love him. They should stay on this. she He should date Troy.
3: Damn That's it. Ah.
0: <sighs> I don't know if you uh listen to the podcast, Rug, but Troy recently had a had a relationship with a very creepy man.
4: That's so sad. It she sad. should do better.
0: Well, she's a no. path. She broke up with him.
4: That's... it really worked out. Go off, sister. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but Taynard tells Picard uh that he will use whatever means, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh Picard and Data exit to the bridge. Troy stays behind and she's trying to say something like Well, well, maybe when Angoja joins the Federation, we can do something to help. And he cuts her off, like saying, you know, I won't be around to see it because despite all the survival instincts they gave me, I would rather die than return to Luna 5. And she's just like, gasp.
4: He's so hot.
0: (laughs) The ship is here to pick up Daynar, though. And uh, we have these these precautions and plans in place to get him transported over that O'Brien's saying, like, at the same time, we're going to transport him and we're going to lower these shields and transport him right over. So there's no problem. And the security will be all there. And they're like, all right, go ahead and proceed.
2: <laughs> they were not uh-huh. prepared for the they move he ready. does.
4: They weren't ready for a man to be this fast.
2: Neither was I. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a it's a move you don't see very often, ever. I
4: don't I don't understand this move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what it, what happened here? He's just like, bah, he, bah, he, he busts flexed it
4: off. <laughs>
1: he just <laughs> he, he flexes out of the, Brian's fucking yeah, beam,
4: and he just gets to go anywhere he wants. Yeah, he, he just mastered, ha- he th- th- mastered instant th- transmission. <laughs>
0: God, that he's is just, what it that, is. God, he fuck. He just
2: stretches like, oh, my hands are outside of the beam now, and uh, we don't really see what happens, but he's just gone after. Yeah, he <gasps> don't see the beam.
1: Like, like I, I, I thought he blew up at first. Honestly, like I yeah, thought he I, just got. I, I kind I of thought, thought he, he got killed that, by though. that. Well,
0: that's, <laughs> and, that's and, what and, Troy and, was and, suggesting and, was that he was trying to kill himself by
1: pulling out of the beam. He's like, he's
0: gonna die. Stop it. It's,
1: it's the it. reasonable assumption.
4: yeah what else do
0: you think is gonna happen there
4: don't reduce yourself to atoms you're so sexy
1: i guess i guess instead he somehow got out and also got a gun at some point
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) because captain
0: has a phaser and they're just like oh he's on the he's on the loose like they don't even address the possibility that maybe he's died because it seemed like maybe that was his ploy to make it look like he blew up but they immediately know he's still alive because a gun is missing right and we have this this fucking action scene that goes on for the rest of the episode. Thanks so much gas! Yes.
1: <laughs> it, it's diehard. It, it's
2: really good because they have a uh, they have a security guys posted on watch, and they have one guy, and he's and uh, what is his name? What's his name? Is uh, the he's just walking down the same hallway as this guy, <laughs> and their carpets are so soft that he can't even hear him coming. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: he's, got, like, he's got like headphones and yeah. he's listening to music he's, I appreciate
4: know. that they are, they're constantly talking about it being a max security detail, and it's always <laughs> it's Ed just one guy. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: That's, it's like it's the ship is it's the ship that has like the like the size of a skyscraper inside of it, but they also only have like thirty guards at any given time somehow. yeah i'm
4: not, i'm not um, clear it's not clear the amount of crewmen on the enterprise why
2: would you need more than one security guy per floor. <laughs>
0: When you were, you're saying, how did he get a gun? When you, when they don't literally have a box of them sitting there on the wall that somebody can just walk up and take with no they, security? They fucking to, do. They do literally. Yeah. Like, there's no security. He understood.
2: probably just went up to the computer panel and said, "Computer, can I have a gun?" And it said, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah, you
4: can leave a gun or take a gun.
1: <laughs> well, it worked in the force field where he was just like he knocks out that guard and just like disable the disable the thing. And the I I don't know if that's like computer control.
2: <laughs> I or think he like, was there's a guy no, he controlling was, it. He was calling a guy on the radio saying, turn off the force field. And they just did it. No questions asked.
0: <laughs> you sound different, hey, but they, I'll go ahead and do it.
2: Hey, Bill, can I get your code again? I oh, forget it.
0: I have no security um, on this fucking ship.
1: There was that one episode where they just straight up say, yeah, we don't really have security here. It's just kind of an honor system we got going on. <laughs> please please don't take any guns. It's the yeah, they, future. Can-
0: they're consistent with that. Yeah. And and that is the point. Yeah, they're supposed to be such an idealized future. They don't think about this shit. But, but really they should. They should. You've
2: got you've you've got aliens foreign from foreign countries on this ship like every wow. day.
0: Well, you say it like that, McFreezy. You need I mean, wow. people who
2: are not from, from, from the countries. Federation. <laughs> Jeez. People that ah. are from the Federation, Please. huh?
1: Oof. Please, please be respectful to the fish people terrorists.
4: You can even call them people.
0: <laughs> I miss the fish people terrorists so much. Uh, but yeah, this scene is great where we see we see walking dramatically down this empty hallway, and we see him spot the security officer. So he he starts to go back to a turbo lift, which they they had turned them off, but they turned them back on to try to trap him. And they're like, "Ah, oh, turbo lift is active. We've got him." And and so they they go to catch him with this turbo lift that's diverted near wharf and they open it up and it's just a phaser set to explode inside and we get this
3: apparently,
2: <laughs> apparently really, phasers have a self-destruct setting on them i was i was not expecting
4: it to not do anything
0: <laughs> we've <Well, laughs> had to hit the buttons you see yeah, otherwise it would have taken out the whole it. ship yeah they're acting like it's going to take out the whole ship if it explodes and morph just is like beep 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 no we're good
2: he's very casual about it <laughs> he's good at his job except if he has to fight someone
4: if there's a room full of empty plastic barrels, he's not
1: <laughs> going to win. <laughs> Worf, Worf is only good at fighting Skeletors, unfortunately.
0: If only more of the enemies in the show were Skeletors, man, he would you be know, prepared. he's
2: he's he's good at it in VR, but he just chokes on the in the real stage. Damn. Um,
0: so this this of course was the ruse that Dainar uses to go over and knock out the security guard and just use his com badge to lower the force field and run through. Uh, and they realize that he's headed towards engineering, and so they try to call on more in engineering, but by the time they call, Danar's already knocked out everyone in engineering, including Jordy. No. Let's see this very dramatic shot of Jordy knocked out with his visor knocked off of his face. And um and Danar's walking through and he's like messing with a panel in the background.
2: Can't believe Jordy is fucking dead. Jordy is just a whiny little nerd. No. By the way by
1: the way, Merck, who is yeah. Jeffrey and why does he get so many tunnels? They're tubes,
0: Hayes. They're not tunnels. First
1: sorry, of sorry. Je- why does he get so many tubes? What? Are the- where are the I- Jeffrey tubes?
0: What are Jeffrey's tubes? Is an excellent question, and I believe the answer is we made it up for the show.
2: Yeah, so like- uh, they're like the tubes that you crawl in if you need to go do a maintenance on something.
0: Although sometimes you can just walk in them for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> like the one Stenar is in. You can just walk through. You don't have to crawl. Um, but yeah, I believe that the Jeffries tubes is just a terminology they made up for Star Trek, and yeah, it, it doesn't have any like bearing in the meaning. I don't, and actual, I
2: think Jeffries is like a writer or a producer or something. I don't know. He, if he's, he's the guy who really, he really,
0: he really loved tubes, and he's like, hey, 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 what if you put some tubes in the show? They gotta go through some tubes.
4: Yeah, a tube he's a real guy. tuber. He's a
0: he's, he's a, potato. Like a
4: he's like a human hamster. He's just
0: all <laughs> he's wrecking ball. Oh. It came in like a wrecking ball. I miss Overwatch. God, I miss Overwatch.
1: Overwatch is dead.
3: No, no. In,
1: in the twenty-third century, there are diagonal Jeffrey tubes, vertical Jeffrey tubes, and even horizontal Jeffrey tubes. No, what?
3: Where, the what the are fuck?
0: you? Where are you reading this from? I'm
1: reading this on Memory Alpha. They're talking about all the all the two functions. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I thought you were referencing what's, something.
4: What's the origin but of the tube?
2: I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I love the writing style of. Memory Alpha, so much sometimes. You no, know, it says uh the the tubes were named after Matt Jeffries, the designer of the original Enterprise and the art director of the original series. Ah, fuck off! That's not oh, lore. Yeah.
0: That is that is lore. He's, he's he was a real guy that she made some, some tubes. Guy.
4: He's not a, he's not a Star Trek man.
0: They could they could write him in as a Star Trek man, like he's a historical <laughs> <laughs> Jeffries, the d- historical designer of the starship.
2: That's some fucking Assassin's shit. I like shit. the caption of this um, this <laughs> shot where they have... there. Okay, so there's a tube that goes That's up and there's a ladder that is in a triangle shape. So you have three guys crawling up the yeah. ladder. <laughs> Seems the caption, like a terrible idea. <laughs> the caption says, The innovative three-way ladder was never seen again. <laughs>
4: this, is, <laughs> this is like Nickelodeon guts.
3: <laughs>
4: <It is. laughs>
0: I think a lot of the, the TOS that I imagined was like Nickelodeon guts. I don't know. I'm not watching it to find out. Hayes, you're supposed to be watching that. Props. You're supposed to be watching that show,
1: Hayes. I I still Hace, haven't gotten through the fucking the,
0: Hace, the sixth, to, sixth episode or whatever. You have to
2: report on all of the sex crimes. Come Fine, on. Fine, I'll
1: report on more sex crimes. I promise.
0: <gasps> what? Okay. Good. Yeah, the the original series is full of sex crimes. Oh no. The episode Hayes stopped on specifically is extremely rapey. Apparently.
1: I shouldn't well, that. yeah, you know, it's <laughs> this one lady <laughs> decides she wants to stop being a prostitute. So the the main guy is like, "Okay, my lovely," he like makes her get like a get, like a sunburn to death. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, I thought for I realized it was the original series when she said it, but I also thought it was about Nickelodeon guts.
3: No, <laughs> no, 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 and I, no,
4: and no. I there was a much darker.
3: Yeah, I, if,
0: if if I was there a little bit shocked. Sex- sex crimes associated with any nickelodeon show i don't like, want to know don't you don't want to know what goes on That's underneath
4: the yeah, You don't want to know <laughs> you, about that foot guy
1: you don't you don't want to know how they make that slime
0: oh, oh no. i don't <laughs> like
4: that uh, yeah i hate that
0: <laughs> but data uh, detects that he is attempting to override the security system i'm going right back into the episode we're just good plan <laughs> they try to make it look like he's succeeding while stopping him, um, which is this fucking ridiculous ruse that they go back and forth on. Like, oh, it looks he's locked out, but oh wait, no, he's too smart for me. Data says <laughs> he fucking outsmarts Data and manages so to restore power to shuttle bay two.
2: Data's talking about how he has all these uh, military strategic programming installed in him. Yeah, like, this oh, is shit. He beat me easily.
4: This, this is like uh, this is like Michael Bay's ambulance where they announce. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy driving the ambulance as a vet
2: to you, the viewer, so you know. Yeah, veterinarian.
1: Also, we get the return of the stupid like chips from episode two. Remember There's,
2: that?
0: Those never went away. They, they've always been there in the Enterprise. That's but, how they run the ship.
1: They, that is how they run the ship through a bunch of Me- Mega Man Val network cards. That they oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: how the <laughs> cool. future works. That's the most future technology.
1: You
2: just um, plug shit into shit, and it works. Network is the future. It is the future.
0: I need to play those games someday.
1: But much like yeah. in Battle Network, everything in Star Trek is networked uh, no together somehow. Uh,
0: so Danar does manage to restore the power, but Data immediately also is like, "I've turned the power off." So what's the mm. point of that? But Danar goes over to the warp core and and starts to climb up the catwalk, and um, and they they believe that's where he's headed now. And they see we see him enter a maintenance tube, the Jeffrey's tube. Um, We couldn't just call them maintenance tubes. We had to call them Jeffrey's tubes.
2: I love it's it. It's It's a good name. I like it.
0: So, security arrives at engineering, and everyone is uh, coming to after being knocked out conveniently. And and Data hails them uh, to let them know that he sees an open access panel. And Jordy says he must have escaped through a Jeffrey's tube and he could be anywhere. And Morph tells him that they have security at all the shuttle bays. Like, we think we said it's a shuttle bay too but we've got security at all the shuttle bays. And, and Jordy yells, You want my advice? Double it.
1: jordy's so upset about getting his ass kicked it's a little nerd
0: it happens to him so much you'd think he'd be okay with it now i mean not okay with it but you know i
4: think this is the only time i've heard jordy speak in an episode and i was like this guy's such a fucking geek
3: dude you missed the
1: you missed the episode (laughs) you missed the episode where um he makes a virtual girlfriend that's an engineer
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: but uh she's the computer also though like so he's oh he's, shit. he's dates the car
4: it's like he's... mass effect
2: yeah
1: he, he falls in love with her while she describes like how an engine works
2: oh my fucking god <laughs> she's one of the funniest characters ever made what? i love geordie laforge what a king
0: <laughs> i guess but in the in the Jeffries tube, Dana is putting another one of his overloaded phaser tricks into an access panel. And um, on the bridge, Data thinks like, he's like, hey, wait a minute. Data puts together all his robot brain power. And he's like, maybe he's not actually going to Shuttle Bay 2 because all of his previous tactics have involved misdirection. Uh, oh. and so Picard's like, okay, well, where is he actually headed? And Data's like, I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> <Thanks>. yet. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> at least you he... Should- you at least he
2: me. he at least picked up on the pattern that this guy keeps doing the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe this time he's going where you expect him to go so that you don't expect it.
3: Um,
2: oh
0: But Daener opens another panel and they realize he's headed to one of the cargo bays. So he arrives, uh they tell they tell everybody the cargo bays to get the fuck out of there, so they're empty. And he arrives at one, uh and uh, begins to mess with the transporter and try to get it to work. But Picard orders Data to flood the the otherwise abandoned cargo bays with um, anesthesis? Ana- anesthesis?
2: It's anesthesia, yeah. basically. Is, it's just
4: knockout is gas. This
2: legal. I think this is Maybe a war
4: crime. You shouldn't crime. be allowed to have this on the show. Well,
1: first of all, he plugs his phaser into the panel, which apparently i don't get how this works he's able to enable like a function of the ship locally just by plugging in like a battery into it he powered it yeah doesn't seem like that's how that works but i'll I'll allow
4: it it works didn't you see it work if you're in the military you'd know this works
0: haven't you seen enough technology in this show to know you can just plug in anything to anything else and have it magically work
1: especially with phasers and tricorders
0: phasers are magic
1: Visors uh, are fucking magic.
0: But like, the very important thing about this scene is that gas starts pouring out of the vents in the cargo bay, and Danar opens a nearby cargo container to fish something out, and it's a fucking pressure suit. They have it's a space Pressure suit. suits. They have spacesuits. Wait, he, why
1: don't they ever wear them? I, I was <laughs> so I was so excited. This is the first time we've ever seen like a pressure suit or space <laughs> suit or whatever. I, what I didn't know
4: this was such a big event.
1: <laughs> this, oh, this is the best
2: part because they they always they always beam over to places like, yeah, does it have oxygen? Yeah, probably. We'll just go down there. It's and then they fine. start dying if something is and on the planet. <laughs> finally, finally, we have a spacesuit shown on the show and nobody even wears it. Yeah. It's just lying on the floor. That's the most, all we get. The most
1: confusing part is that he doesn't even need to use
2: it to avoid like the,
1: the gas or anything. He's just fine without it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it well, he's doesn't super make
1: any
0: strong. sense because you think, yeah, maybe he took the pressure suit to, to keep himself protected from the gas. And they think, oh, oh, maybe he's trying to enter shuttle bay two from the outside, you know, and go a spacewalk out there, which would be a good idea, too. I and mean, he could do that. But instead, no, he's crouched behind some fucking containers with the pressure mm-hmm. suit still in its uh, <laughs> con- still in its packaging, uh, unwrapped.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's he's hiding under a table somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was just immune to the knockout gas. And this we get a Wharf moment here where Wharf actually uh, outsmarts somebody and he's he's like, Ah, I was waiting for you. I suspected you ruse all along. <laughs> like he's just hiding in the corner of the room, like ha, I yeah, knew you were still he was, in here.
4: He was strategizing.
1: And then Ooh. we then, and then we get a Wharf one on one fight, which you know oh. how that's gonna end already. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's yeah. really strong though. Yeah, Worf is gonna own. I they tell you him. how they, they tell you how strong Worf is, like every single episode, and then he gets his ass kicked.
0: Well, it, there were the containers, so you know if the, if the containers had not yeah. been in the cargo bay, he'd have been
3: fine. Yeah, with
4: some plastic lunch trays, and he's fucking knocked out. <laughs> it's a damage
1: multiplier when
2: you run into something, you know.
1: I'll give I'll give them this. They protected Worf here more so than they, they do more episode, in most episodes. Unlike in Conspiracy, where he just gets backhanded
2: into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, that right. was the oh. strongest guy. That was a bug, man. I'll have you know. That's true. And this
4: guy just shrugs off fucking phaser blasts. He's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, this guy's Solid Snake. You can't beat Solid Snake in a fight. It's Rambo. He's Rambo Solid Snake. That's even worse. Rambo, that's even, t- that's even solid tougher. Solid
2: Snake and Rambo are the same guy. He's that's Solid true. Rambo.
1: <laughs> I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Snake is powered by PTSD more than anything else. <laughs> Yeah, like this guy. Just like Yeah, Rambo. like Rambo. Just, just like Rambo, I guess. <laughs> That's
4: all Rambo is.
0: <laughs> um, but uh but Danar pulls the, the crates down onto Wharf and then transports over to the uh Agnosian vessel nearby with a phaser in his hand and he uh commandeers it. Um and he's also too <laughs> as, as the fucking Jeffries tube exploded yet? Yeah, I think it has. Yeah,
1: yeah, the, he, the, yeah. The, Why does he like teleport it out and it explodes? And they're like, oh we can't the, like censor we cannot censor him.
0: Yeah, the censors have been uh, rendered. Yeah, why were gym. they
4: saying censors? We
0: don't know. And, and
4: then I think Picard just says censors. Like, <laughs> I think is,
0: like I'm not playing this game anymore, guys. This is a new thing for correctly. this
4: episode. Yeah, I was really wondering why Riker was saying censors. I was just like, well, I haven't heard him say that before. I feel Maybe like I've never.
1: He says it. I feel like he's just said censors in the past, and then this episode, he's just sensors. going full on
2: censor, censor.
1: It yeah.
4: might have been Data who just said sensor, actually.
2: I think it was Data, yeah.
4: Which is funnier, honestly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like the android isn't playing your fucking game. Here. He's the only normal one on the ship.
0: It's Damn, that's how it'd be, though. It really is how it'd be. Uh... So the Enterprise uh, later repairs the sensors, sens- sensors, sorry, and they start to look for Danar and uh, the PM hails them on a, a priority one message and he informs them that Danar has used the police shuttle to as- uh, attack Luna 5 and they've ca- he's caused a riot. Many of the prisoners <laughs> have es- have escaped with him and they're on their way to the Agnosian capital.
4: He's, he's so fucking so good, good at his job. He hard, you fucked up <laughs> so hard. He did that so
3: fast.
0: Okay. He's, he he had a plan in mind and he went with it. Um, so the prime minister asks them for help as they have no way of dealing with this. So like all of our super strong soldiers were in prison. What are we supposed to do about this? <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> He's got a point.
0: So the like, all right, well, we'll come down
1: all right we fucked up the actual mission let's just turn this into a morality uh, crusade get out of here
0: <laughs> they didn't though hey so they, they didn't fuck up the mission the mission was just to write a report they're gonna write the hell <laughs> of a report
1: These guy's
4: carved a path through the entire fucking city within like 30 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're really good this is why they had to put him in prison i understand now uh but because like okay did data warf come come down with me to the planet we're going down there we're gonna take care of this shit <laughs> and Riker walks with him down the hallway into the transporter uh, Picard confirms with Troy and Data that these men won't kill anyone unless their survival feels threatened. Like, they're not just, like, random killers, but it, it's programmed in. And um, and they're like, yeah, 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 they'll, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Uh, and Riker pulls Wolf' side to be like, make sure the captain's fine. Or letting him go. <laughs> See, at the fucking Capitol. I love this so much. Uh at the Capitol, they're just handing out rifles to like the senators or whatever to defend themselves. <laughs> these,
2: these guys are old. They're not gonna do anything. They're gonna get easily defeated.
0: Very easily. And the Enterprise Away team uh beams in and the Prime Minister is like, Well, where's your security guys? Is this is all you brought? Uh and Picard's like, Yeah, we're not fighting your wars for you. Uh we just we we're here to write a report. We're gonna write that report. Oh buddy, we're gonna write that report. And uh you kind of suck. By the way, and tells him, uh, (laughs) and um, you know, you're you're full of shit. Maybe for what uh, what you did to these the soldier and all these soldiers, and they're like, well,
1: yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that, like, he's basically saying, like, you know, why why didn't you at least make any attempts to kind of like you know help rehabilitate them, you know, remove their augments, like kind of deprogram their super soldier training and stuff? And they're just like, well, we couldn't do that. It was referendum. It seemed hard. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems they, too
2: I difficult. Think this is where data, I think, pipes in. With well, what if you simply unmastered the soldier, and just did it in reverse? And he's like, uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. Wanna do I don't want to do. How many times did that one guy say, uh, "It is the will of the
1: people"? It
0: is the will of the people. Uh, uh, at least five times. I want to say it, it was the it, will of the people. We had a referendum, uh so they had to resettle. It was. We voted. had to
2: take the risks. We, we knew bring- the
1: risks and then that was bringing them off the ship
0: yeah and then one of the one of the guys points out like yeah we may need them to fight again
1: <laughs> joe you're not supposed to say
3: that
0: <laughs> shut up shut up um so the Enterprise <laughs> away team kind of gives him a look like all right all right all right we see how this is and uh and they're ambushed by the escaped prisoners who have made their way to the Capitol building already and fully the
1: surrounded them they fucking really do they, fast. They do like a cool military entrance. Like they like, start like throwing
2: ropes down from the ceiling. Yeah, like, they down they fell <laughs>
4: down from two hundred feet in the air.
2: It's uh, badass. Like some, this is an open air senate. I guess some so. of, they have some choppers of, outside.
0: Uh some of the men raise their rifles, and Picard shouts at them to lower them immediately and not raise their weapons against the prisoners if they want to live. And they uh, they oblige him, which frustrates Daenar and the other soldiers who are like, no, we want to fight. We want to be killed. Come on. And he, he calls them cowards. Like, you guys are cowards. And Picard's like, yes, and your programming does not allow you to kill cowards. So what will you do now? And Daenar's like, well, we're not going back to Luna 5. That uh, surviving is not enough. Because the Prime Minister's like, well, what, what do you want? You can you, you survive there. It's fine. And he's like, no, we want to live, Clarence. We don't want to just survive. We want to come home.
1: Like the prime minister is then like, "All right, fine. If you first go back to Lunar Five, then we'll work with you."
4: He's really pressing his luck. (laughs)
1: He's
0: trying, and for a second, I was like, "I hope Dana doesn't fall for this man. What if he does? (laughs) Because Dana's too smart for this." He's like, "What do you think I'm stupid? I'm not doing this." Um,
2: They're gonna give him ice cream.
0: The prime minister is like, "Picard, you gotta do something." And Picard's like, "Ah, quite right." He like hails the Enterprise and says, "For to beam up." (laughs) <laughs> he just fucking chops the mic and he's like yeah this isn't our problem see ya
3: In the
1: face when you fuck up your mission destabilize government and then just peace out
0: he it's didn't fuck good. up the mission Hayes. his mission was he... just to write a report
1: he said he would try to ca- he would try to teleport him back onto the uh, transport vessel he would try. <laughs> 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 I try i guess emphasis on try i guess i guess he did get him onto that vessel one way or another
3: yeah he
0: did yeah he returned them. That's what he said. He's like, "I've returned your prisoner to you. <laughs> my my work here is done." Wipes his hands, and Danar seems content with this, I guess, because he just kind of <laughs> smiles at Troy, and Troy smiles back, and they beam away. <sighs> Good luck, Dainar.
1: McCarty's the, like, "Well, well, if they survive the night, we'll help them
3: out." <laughs>
4: Troy really, <laughs> Troy really lost a catch
0: she did yeah, she did yeah. i hope things work out all right for agnosia and she can go back one day and uh pick things up with that guy but um we, we get the fucking pithy ending back again because <laughs> picard's so proud of himself i guess
2: <laughs> i'm proud of him
0: i'm i'm also i i support this 100 percent. i think picard did the right thing here uh but picard tells riker to include in the report that uh if the angosian government survives the night the federation will offer assistance in rehabilitating the soldiers. Eric is like, well, if they don't, sir, and Picard says, I have a feeling they'll choose to. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine.
2: I'm left tracking personally.
0: I I like this episode. It was (laughs) a good joke (laughs) about
2: how all those guys (laughs) are going to be killed.
4: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they might not. Maybe
2: Maybe they'll win.
0: There's a lot of ways that they might not
4: threaten their survival at all.
0: They might, yeah. They might just immediately roll
4: over and surrender and be like, yeah, "All right, what you want?" They show their little tummies. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to society. I guess we don't really have a choice here. You've got guns. You're better at killing than we are. Maybe they will just take over the planet and run it as a military operation.
2: This is such right, a I good mean, episode. I need to show
1: you uh, Troy's old flame, uh, the one who like rubber hair and stuff. Oh fuck yeah! Let me see this. I need to show you. Oh, here you go. I got the perfect picture of him. What a hunk this man is. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: you is need to find one of the,
1: like
0: the creepiest shots of him where he's looking directly at the camera and staring into your soul.
4: I don't he have he one, one of those on <laughs> hands. Is, is he from the 50s?
3: <laughs> yes. a, lot of the, a
0: lot of the people on the show are from the 50s, yeah.
4: Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh
0: oh, also God. that episode had an extended feet scene.
2: Oh like, there's so much foot oil. Like Fifteen Oil-y seconds feet. of a, of a foot like
0: massage. <laughs> Nobody liked that. I don't know why it was in there. I
2: mean somebody, somebody liked, it. liked it. Somebody
0: yeah. really liked it. They're like, you know it'll be hot. You know what'd be hot? And they're like, Yeah, Roger, it'll be hot. Uh what if we what if we do a scene where they're just there there's a oh, nice creepy a shot of him. Guy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: this guy loves We've,
4: toes.
0: We definitely know that. That is definitely true. We've seen it. We've seen the evidence.
3: So uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that
0: was uh, that was the hunted. Um, thank you, regington, for stopping by our studio, talking about some burgers, and talking about oh, Star I was, Trek.
4: I was happy to. Thank you. I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed whatever this was. This
0: is, well, <laughs> this is a this is a very popular podcast. So I'll have you know. Shout outs to
4: the
1: podcast. We got we yeah. got ones of visitors.
0: Hey, we got tens of visitors, buddy.
1: That's Fuck,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tens of people like this show, and we like you guys. Uh, if but we're they gonna keep take
2: a... listening after this.
0: They will. They they will probably. Yeah, I like all we're... the sickos. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, though. And we're gonna get back, and we're gonna talk about the high ground and learn about some fucking terrorism. Hayes just posted a picture of this actor from the future. What, what is this, Hayes?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I just remember when he was on Seinfeld, like most of the actors <laughs> on the show
0: i need to see the seinfeld episode he was in
2: what the fuck What is that
1: hair what is that hair he's got a square head it's it's awesome
4: he's got a a fade
2: i don't know Uh. he he looks like he might be i hope he's okay he doesn't look so good he's
1: very thin i don't
2: think he has a fade i think
1: he's just faded
2: oh Oh,
3: damn all right we'll we'll be right back you guys
0: are back again. Uh, thank you to Reddington for being here for the first part of the episode. Uh, he has uh, had to leave. He is not here anymore. But now we are going to be talking about the very, um, the very fun terrorism episode that we all love. It's great. Hooray. We love terrorism.
2: You know, I
3: guess. what yeah. I learned
2: today is that terrorism, uh, it always works. And sometimes it's good. And other times it's bad. And we will not take any stance on this.
0: Yeah, so this, this episode we're going to be talking about is uh, Season 3, Episode 12, The High Ground. And uh, they really seem very confused about what they want to say about terrorism in it.
1: I'm turning the, the knob between terrorism and author- authoritarianism. I'm just flipping it back and forth, looking back at the audience, <laughs> see what they prefer.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like like a lot of the, the terrorism messages they give in this episode, uh, like the the guy that plays the lead terrorist, sometimes he's making like, really sympathetic points and and I feel like we're supposed to root for him in a way but then at the same time the next like he's he's evil and they're all telling him like oh you're such a bad man and it's it's so mixed up it's so Well mixed. he is.
2: He is hot. You have to you have to say that's that's uh, part of it.
0: He's pretty hot. He's like a 7. He's
1: like, like Mar- he's like Marcos Navarro's for all my uh the expanse fans out there.
0: Yeah, I'm like who the fuck is I, I don't know what that. Is. <laughs>
1: He's he's actually a expanse? lot. He's a lot like Marcus Naros He's also a terrorist. Who's a hot guy. He has long flowing locks. He, he doesn't have the anime uh, white streak that everyone, all the dudes in the show have though.
0: Yeah, that's the my favorite uh, alien trait so far. Of we have a humanish race, but they're different enough. How we're we gonna make them different? Uh, I don't know. Give them all a white streak in their hair.
2: We all look like Rogue from X Men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We all look but, like we're prematurely aging, but in the exact same way.
1: Only the guys, though, not the girls. They just they're, they're, the, the women are just women, I guess.
0: Yeah, the women have uh, red hair, which I... Um, hmm.
1: Wait a minute.
2: This What's one, that? Oh, um, wait this a minute. One, this one lady has red hair with a black spot instead of a white one. Uh-huh. Oh, I, didn't,
0: I didn't see the black spot i just i just noticed that the red ladies had red hair and i was like ah, mm, i never noticed that before mm-hmm. I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, mm. I didn't
1: pick up on that but only because there's like two women from this planet on the show
0: that's true yeah. and uh, there's a third woman in this fucking episode and she also has red hair so you know thank you totally dr crusher
2: not, totally did not <laughs> oh right right uh, hey troy was there remember
0: uh, troy, troy was there in a few scenes and there was also uh one of the patients was a woman in the terrorist cave that had no lines. And she just laid on a cot the entire episode. She was (laughs) in like half the scenes. Like Dr. Crusher was always treating her. It was good. Well, (laughs) let me read the specs. Let me read the specs for this episode real fast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This, uh, this episode first aired January 29th, 1990. And, uh, was written by Melinda M. Snodgrass, directed by Gabrielle Beaumont, and the Indian universe State is 43510.7. And in this episode, the Enterprise is delivering medical supplies to a, a planet called Rutia, which has had an uptick in terrorist attacks lately, and uh, Dr. Crusher is, whoopsie, kidnapped. No.
1: Apparently- so apparently, when uh, Melinda Snodgrass wrote this episode, it was supposed to reflect more the American Revolution, but instead, they, she was told to rewrite it to make it more comparable to uh, Northern Ireland and you know relations to the IRA and such. And I, you know, it's not the best episode
2: they've no, done so it's far.
0: Maybe, maybe the worst one they've done in season three. Maybe it's, you
2: yeah. know, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Now that you say this, I am wondering. Remember how the funny irish episode was not supposed to be literally about ireland until that one guy's like yes i love ireland make it about funny irish people yeah, <laughs> i wonder if was... this was that guy
0: i i think he left the show by now though didn't he like he was one of the of the early head writer guys wasn't he i don't, I don't know
3: i don't know who I don't that remember. Was. I don't,
0: i'm pretty sure now he's I not on the show anymore up. but maybe he's still there and he still loves loves his irish roots uh, yeah, that one was a good one because, because they were just using like, um, Irish people, uh, what was it? Irish craftsmen or something as an example. And they're like, yeah, yeah, go with that. Yeah. Like, wait, but they weren't supposed to exactly be Irish, whatever. Uh, anyway, we also, it's also, uh, needs to be noted because this is a very important note important historical note for star trek the next generation this was the only episode to be completely banned from british television
3: (laughs) yay um
0: and it uh, it was not the content it was one line about uh irish unification so
3: yay it's
1: i i wonder if that clip's gonna get played a lot so because they say the uh that the irish unification is going to happen in twenty 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 four. 2024 so mm-hmm. I think next year we may see that clip show up a whole hell of a lot.
0: It's already started to it's hit the a... hit the Twitter a few times. Oh
2: really? <laughs> it's not. I think it's not that exciting. I think it's just gonna be a screenshot with text on it. Probably
0: oh. the screenshot with text, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yes, I've I've already seen it I've referenced it a few times. Like, hey, we're getting close to that Irish unification.
2: Wait, wait,
1: wait!
2: It's
0: happening! It's happening! Uh, y- except you know, it's
3: it's not happening it could happen i I still
1: think by the way mark i still think this episode is better than evolution which i barely remember uh,
0: i disagree i like evolution has different problems for sure but i would definitely watch it over this one because this one just makes me cringe like they're they're, the the way they address the subject matter in this episode is making me uh very uncomfortable this makes you ask
1: questions though like how come they have the most OP technology in the world and A r- refuse to use it smartly and B no one else takes it even if it like is like self-harming?
0: Because it kills you, Haste.
1: Whatever the Klingons would be all over that okay. shit. <laughs> no, they
2: would. First wouldn't. of all. Yes, the trans- they
1: would. They already are about that shit.
2: The transporter already kills you. It just ki- in fact it kills you way more times. It's renewable killing. This one only kills you 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 once.
0: You come back alive from it. This one is the opposite, where you just slowly die. (laughs) You transport
2: into another dimension, so you're alive the whole time.
0: Klingons would not like this technology, Haste, because it's not honorable.
1: Oh, that's true. I guess it's, like, too OP. Okay, well, here's a question for you, Mark. Why don't they just, like, throw a grenade through the wormhole? What?
0: What wormhole? What?
1: I mean, through the through the, through the the interdimensional thing. Like, why do they have to use it on themselves? Why can't they just, like, throw bombs through there?
0: Uh, I think that's just how the
1: technology works. Well, I mean, okay. like, because
0: cause you could strap, the, I think, the inverters, I think you could strap them to a bomb, but then you would lose the inverter, and I imagine they're expensive.
1: Yeah, but what if you blew up a whole ship doing that instead of, like, not doing it that way? <laughs>
0: but then you don't have the inverter anymore, Hayes.
1: But then you blew up the Enterprise really easily instead of having a stupid plan that doesn't work.
0: It almost worked. It didn't. <laughs> is... re- it was real close to working.
3: Okay. Uh, should we talk
0: about this stupid episode. Let's do that. Um, Did so the we Enterprise. Is... Uh, no, we don't have to. <laughs> we could. We could leave. We could talk about good start, times.
1: Start the fucking
3: more. episode.
0: <laughs> Enterprise is delivering uh, medical supplies to Rutia Four, a planet with long trading relationships with the Federation. So it's not a Federation member. They've just had long trading relationships with them. And uh, they've been experiencing terrorist attacks from separatists.
1: No, law, lo- no, <laughs> like five seconds after that sentence.
0: Kaboom! Yeah, Data, uh, Dr. Crusher, and Worf are hanging out in some cafe, getting ready to like leave when a bomb goes off. And so Dr. Crusher, being a doctor, runs to- rushes over to help people who are injured. And Worf is like, oh, I don't like this. We got to get out of here. And Dr. Crusher's like, fuck off. I got to help these people. Go give me some alcohol and bandages. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes and does that uh and a, a guy like a waiter at the cafe is noticing her and she's like oh she's a doctor huh and like is, is also bringing her supplies to help and very very helpful guy this guy
1: unfortunately this episode peaks early whenever it cuts back to the ship and Picard and Riker are talking and they're entertaining the idea of just beaming Crusher back up despite her protests.
0: <laughs> yeah because well yeah. Data is also telling her she needs to beam up and uh and Data then contacts Enterprise to let him know what's going on. And they're like, well, we got we to gotta get them out of there. Just be in the away team out. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I think, was it was it Riker that tells Picard, do you want to be in the transporter room to tell her? <laughs> is this here when she comes and, back?
1: And Picard doesn't even answer that. He just says, all right, well, just, you know, make sure to clear out of there as soon as the their medics show up. Then get out of there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I, uh,
1: I, I really kind of wanted to see what would happen if they just beamed her up without her permission.
0: It would be a very different episode, I'm going to say, if that happened.
1: Because <laughs> Crusher is basically telling Picard, like, hey, fuck off. I need to help these people. I'm a doctor. Get out of here. Although Picard is obviously very right. They should not be there in the middle of a terrorist attack. Bad idea. Bad idea.
0: Hippocratic oath. She's got to help the people. But anyway, security force on the planet ri- arrives, led by a woman with red hair. And mm. at the same time, um, a man instantly warps in, shoots a security guy grabs dr crusher and warps out while she's trying to say like you don't understand i'm a doctor and they're just gone and this warp technology we've talked before about how different transporter technologies have different graphics this one is the coolest one yet it's
1: so cool it's the best one easily yeah it's
0: like it's like space opens up and they just come spitting out of this white void
1: yeah and there's like a freeze frame while it happens and it's like half a second and you just like kind of see them become of like a freeze frame and they just like how oh, white out it's really really cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good effect, and it, it's a really big plot-heavy uh, tr- technology too. So it's cool that they made this very elaborate effect for it. Yes. Uh, so in the observation lounge, Data and Worf are uh, talking to Picard and Riker about what happened, and Data says they weren't teleported, but they seem to have just um, a- appear and vanished into thin air, and they couldn't be scanned. And they're like, "Well, that's really weird. They can't just appear out of thin air." But
2: that sounds it, like teleporting to me.
0: It's different, though. It's it's, it's, it's fancier teleporting. It's faster. It can't be traced. Uh, but Worf also believes she was grabbed intentionally. And we see Dr. Crusher in a cave and she's being offered some food by the guy who, uh, some guy. I think it was, was it the same guy who took her? Was he the one who took her? I don't remember.
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, And then uh, he asks her name and she's just giving him the silent treatment completely, like not responding at all, not saying anything. And he and,
1: continues. Yeah, you have to note, he's being like very kind and gentle. And he's like, come on, eat, baby. Come on. You got to eat, don't you? He's like yeah. he's, he's being a big hunkster and crusher. Is like I hate terrorists, especially ones that try to feed me.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just continues to try to be friendly with her, and, and uh, but she keeps remain, remaining silent. And uh, he gives up finally and walks away and says uh, to, to tell uh, if she needs a, to, if she needs anything to ask for him. His name is uh, Carol Flynn. His name is Finn. Finn, Finn, Finn. Finn. In from the ready room. Picard, and Tr- yeah, he's Finn from Star Wars. Uh, note—he he, no, he is not Finn from Star Wars. What? In the in the ready room, Picard and Troy are telling Wesley about his mom's abduction, and it is ah, uh, he's so sad. He's so sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, they think he, she won't come to any harm. But they suspect she was kidnapped to be used as a bargaining chip. And Wesley seems very worried. But Picard's like, "It's okay. We're gonna go meet with the officials on the planet, and uh, and get this taken care of. And we will get your mom back, Wesley. I promise." And I Wesley don't know.
2: Wants- I think Wesley is more confused about the concept of bargaining chip. (laughs) It reminded me a lot of when he's like, huh? Why would they use drugs? Why are they bargaining people? That doesn't make sense to me. Tashi comes back down. Well, you see, Wesley,
1: sometimes people need to be used because terrorism is bad.
0: And Wesley wants to accompany him, but Picard tells him, no, he's, he's got an important job to do here. Figure out how to track the movement of the terrorists with their, their freaky technology. Um, so, elsewhere, Picard and Riker end up meeting with the female security leader, who we do not learn the name of, asking about the terrorist group Ansada's policy on hostages. I'm not kidding, by the way. They never say her name in the episode. We checked this before we started recording. Um, sh- her name is, what was it? Alexana Devos is her name. And that was from the script.
1: I, I have her written down as evil cop lady.
0: <laughs> I, I just wrote her down as security lady every time like the that's security lady, security leader, security female security leader. It's crazy um,
1: it's crazy she doesn't get a name. She probably has like the second most lines and I guess not second most but like
0: she's, she's in a lot of the episode, yeah.
1: Yeah, like more so than the actual bad guy, I want to say.
0: No, I think he's in there a little mm. bit more, but she's in there a lot still. But anyway, yeah. uh, they're, they're meeting with her and asking her about the terrorist group which is called Ansada. And what their policy on hostages are. And she says they don't normally deal with hostages. Uh, and she's also like, because the they're animals. They just kill without remorse. They, they kill without conscience. And uh, she complains about their new warp technology and how dangerous it's made them. Started using it two months ago, she said. And uh, they've taken several devices from from dead terrorists. And we see it. It's just like this purple plastic armband thing.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It, it,
0: looks, it looks super advanced, this purple plastic armband. It looks like a children's toy. Uh, but she tells them that they can, um, she can put them into contact with their researchers to try to make sense of the technology. And they they stand up and thank her and go to leave. But she kind of suddenly is like, "Hey, uh, it, it, maybe you should give us some guns."
1: And Picard's
3: <laughs> like, well,
0: "That's not that's not going to happen." And she's like, oh, "Okay." It, the there's try. all these
1: like little hints of like how some are not so little uh, of like how awful their society is with like her and just their general leadership in charge. And it's like, the episode has almost nothing to say about it other than, yeah, it kind of sucks. you know. They, yeah. Y-
0: <laughs> it, that's what I'm talking about with the mixed messages, because they give you all these signs that, that maybe, like, maybe the Ansara are not wrong here. Like, they probably are fighting for a good cause, but the, the episode text always tells us terrorism bad. Like, these guys are evil, they're terrorists, they're blowing people up, they're blowing up innocents etc. And it, it, like they they dance around the fact uh, that maybe they're not doing the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. And like I almost have to wonder why they wrote it that way. Like maybe they just like wanted incentive as to well, I, I think some of it's meant to parallel like, you know, during the time whenever the IRA was like way more, uh you, you know, during the, the birth of the IRA thinking like back in the what was it? Early 1900s where Brit- where the British could just basically, like, impound you for any reason, take you in, make you disappear, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's obviously, obviously meant to parallel that. Obviously, that was terrible. This episode has fucking nothing to say about it. Just... Like,
3: well,
0: and that's why this episode, like, I always, uh, like, they, they did base it off of uh, Irish, the Irish conflict, um, but I always felt like it was more of, like, an Israeli-Palestine Palestine thing, just because of the way it was messaged. And back then in the media, it was always messaged that uh, Israel was the good guys, and the, the, these Palestinians were blowing them up, were all evil and bad, and terrorism was so wrong. And that's what I feel like the exact messaging in this episode is. right. And, and it always yeah. rubbed me the wrong way because it's just it's not, and, and you, I feel like it's in that conflict because I think that the writers were trying to get across it, like you know, maybe the terrorism's not always bad, but they were uh, being told you can't make them look like good guys at all.
1: Yeah, like I think they had like the the wherewithal to not just like pretend to portray one side as good, or, or you know, even like the 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 government the governmental side as like the good side, but. It just consequently just makes this world just... I don't know. I, I don't know what the message is.
0: <laughs> the message is terrorism is a thing that exists, really. Like, that's when you get down to it, that's as, as deep as they go in this episode. They're like, terrorism, it's a thing that happens.
1: Sometimes it's a consequence of the situation you're in. That And that situation can be, you know, that situation can sure be not great sometimes. But, you know, don't do a terrorism. But also don't be in a bad situation.
0: Is terrorism good or bad? We can't say, but uh it probably is bad because people die.
2: Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> It's just it's, it's just It's it's not a show that has a reason to exist.
0: Where,
1: uh we, we were we? complaining about the episode being about nothing again.
0: Yeah, but where were we in the episode? Um. Oh,
1: oh, so, so, uh, she just requested for weapons, and oh, Riker, yeah, yeah. Riker was like, "We can't do that." <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and Picard also tells her that uh, she's gonna that he's gonna leave Riker behind to help search for Crusher, and she's it, like, uh, "I guess if you want to." And they're like, "You don't think she's alive?" And they're like, "Ah, you can you can hope, I guess."
1: <laughs> is it bad that my first thought was that Riker is gonna somehow seduce her in a really dumb way? <laughs>
0: no, that's not bad. That's very reasonable. That was extremely reasonable. If you leave Riker alone with a woman, that's a, an extremely reasonable thing to think. <laughs> that's what happens most of the time. That happens.
1: Okay, I'm just I'm just making sure I'm not the one in the wrong here.
0: No, you're right. Um, So Crusher, we see Dr. Crusher, her hands are still bound in the cave with the spin guy, and he's still offering her food, and she's just laying down silently, and not responding to him. He's so being he- all, like,
1: playful with her, and he's like, you know, this doesn't bother me if you don't want to eat. Ah, who am I kidding?
2: This does bother me. Well, oh, <laughs> no, first, thing, first
0: he walks over and removes her leg and armistries. Oh, no, the
2: first thing he's like, he goes over and grabs at her, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, hey, relax, I'm just trying to get some feet action here.
0: No, he's removing her <laughs> leg and arm restraints. But uh, she finally gives in and, and starts to eat, and uh, he asks her, her name, and she responds with, why have you brought me here? And he explains that they need a good doctor better than the ones in Rutia. And he demands her uh, help as the Federation was helping the Rutians with medical supplies. Um, and then he suddenly turns, like, he goes from nice guy to, like, scary and violent guy, and he forces her to get up. And You're done eating. <laughs> and she meagerly says, I have a son. And he says, oh, you'll see him again. I have no reason. To, I see no reason to kill you.
1: What, what was she eating, by the way? It looked like General Sals or, like, curried cauliflower or something.
0: <laughs> it looked like baked beans to me. I don't fucking know. She was eating food. I bet her it fingers. was
1: good.
0: Uh, so Crusher walks over with Finn to a group of uh, badly injured people. And she says she'll need supplies from the Enterprise to treat them, but uh, rather than letting her contact the ship, Finn has a boy bring over two cases uh, and says they've anticipated her needs and that they've stolen some of the delivered supplies. So yay, oh, hooray! Uh, but, but the young boy repeats repeatedly shows up for this episode, and he never has any speaking lines. He must have had it, like he must have been a terrible actor or something <laughs> because this kid is in half the episode and never says a word.
1: He lets uh, his guns do the talking.
0: That's- Does he? well these guns are kind of quiet um so riker is being briefed by security lady about ansada's structure and also a history of how the conflict started and apparently they were denied independence 70 years ago and she's like and that gave them an excuse a morally justifiable excuse for violence uh and she says no it's just an excuse for more violence and riker asks her about how her hatred for them which is very apparent in how she talks about them and and he uh, she says well at one time I was moderate but then I was stationed here and she's like and you should see the shit I've seen I saw a whole school bus of children get blown up
1: sixty ch- school children died you you know they're evil terrorists whenever you have them perform stupid atrocities that make zero sense well
0: she literally says like and they claimed it was an accident which I'm sure it was an accident I'm sure they didn't mean to blow up this bus <clears throat> of school children right but she's it, it, like but i can't believe that
1: this scene is mm. really funny with the in like retrospect when, when and later on in the episode like she says like oh they kept they kept it going for all these years needlessly i don't know why and then later on she says that like yeah uh the people before me used to basically just impound people make them you know just basically kill them or deport them away uh far far away from here just without any reason or at all, you know. Maybe things were pretty bad before. I. Uh, she's had-
0: she's saying this while Riker is asking her about arresting literally everyone in a plaza.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say Rudy is not a great place. Um,
1: yeah. So
0: Doctor Doctor Crusher is treating the injured Ansada, and she's being assisted by that boy from earlier. And she tells him uh, he's a good helper, and that he could learn to do this himself when he grows up. And she pauses and kind of rolls her eyes. And she's like, if you grow up.
2: <laughs> she... This is not a very nice thing to say to the child who's right next to you. Still, <laughs> <laughs> He just
0: ignores her, though. So good for him, I guess. But she gets up and she tells Finn that these people are dying because their DNA, DNA is warped. And she can't do anything for them. And uh, she said she might be able to reverse the damage if, if it's detected earlier. But she asks how, how this could have happened to them. And so he's like, oh, it's these cool devices we've been using. <laughs> this, this warp that we have been using. uh Maybe maybe kills us a little bit, uh, and she scans him and she sees the same damage in him, and, and he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. And she says, how is killing you? How can that not matter? And he responds with this cool ass line of, don't you know a dead martyr is worth ten posturing leaders?
1: Uh, so <laughs> cool. move on, move on, please.
2: <laughs> he's so fucking uh, cool.
0: All right, Data and Wesley are in engineering, and uh, with geordie and they're trying to figure out this this warp technology.
1: This fucking scene doesn't need to exist, by the way. <laughs> They they just get done telling us how the technology works on th- from the side of the bad guys. And then we have an entire fucking scene of the of the enterprise crew ch- trying to figure out, you know, how their technology works. It's it, so this, unnecessary. This
0: scene is necessary because it establishes that they have figured out what the technology is and they know how to trace it. Haste. that's kind of important. Like they I, they figure I, out how to trace it from this.
1: I guess, but they spend they dwell so much time on it. <laughs>
0: Well also we have to see how uh, Wesley is actually the one that saves his mom. So That's
2: true. We have to see that Wesley is like, "Oh wait, what about this?" and Data says, "Oh, are you, you referring mean, to the Elway theorem? I I, I, I Do you mean actually, the John
0: Elway theorem.
2: I, I, yes. I actually really
1: like the very for the ver maybe the first time ever, someone wasn't able to pull up like a theorem out of their fucking ass, like you know, like they just knew it off the top of their head and they're just calling, Hey, what was that thing, you know, with the, the multidimensional whatever? And then they have to kind of get the get the fucking internet hey data yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah i love that i love that they didn't just like have wesley oh remember the elway theorem where he was talking about multi-dimensional shifting yeah. uh and, and, and instead it was like <laughs> uh more realistic like what was that thing i heard about in school we studied it for like two hours ah I, very realistic I,
1: I, real i'm not used to realistic wesley he should just be me- reinventing his own dimensional warper that has zo- ne- no side effects at all
0: I love real person Wesley. Like, season three is such a... just Wesley's a, just a real guy on this ship, and it's good. It's good, and it's a shame that this is his, his last season on the show. I'm glad
1: he's gonna be on for another four seasons, Merc. Oh,
0: uh, mm. no. We were talking about that, actually, when you were gone earlier, before we started recording, uh, and the reason that he's not on the show after this is actually because Will Wheaton requested to leave the show because there were fewer episodes that were about him. Wait, really? yeah mm-hmm.
1: you know Riker he didn't fuck. like
0: that he, he it, was, it was phrased like he didn't like the direction his character was going and he regretted it later because he realized that everybody pretty much everybody on the show except for like picard and data and Riker, had the same boat of just having a few episodes a season
1: yeah that's that's kind of a shame i guess a lot of people didn't um, like him, so it was probably the right move at the time anyway <laughs> well, but i like young. wesley
0: he was a young, really talented actor, and I'm sure he wanted to try to get like into more starring roles and that kind of thing. But yeah. well, uh, they, they just... really
2: got his hopes up with the first season, where he won every single episode. <laughs> he solved the puzzle, in all of them.
0: Yeah, the dude, dude when he was cast to the show, the show was about him for yep. <laughs> sake. Like season one was about Wesley.
1: That's why like, season uh, one's the best season we've done so far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Wesley fan, you.
1: You're all you, just jealous. Do, do jealous we get? Do, do we get like another Wesley at some point, at least? Oh
0: yeah, he shows up occasionally. Yeah, he, did, oh, really? he doesn't disappear forever. He shows up occasionally throughout the show. It's just not as a regular.
1: Or I mean, do we get like? A, do we get like a Wesley replacement?
0: Oh what? no! What?
1: I'm I'm gonna have a Wesley shaped hole in my heart forever.
0: <laughs> He'll show up <laughs> occasionally. <laughs>
1: there, there's, who's gonna be there to solve the problem immediately? War. We get. We
0: get Ensign Rowe eventually. She's kind of
3: mm.
0: nothing like Wesley. No. But <laughs> she'll exist.
1: Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> She's what about, an Ensign.
2: Uh, what about Barkley?
0: <laughs> uh, Barkley is not in the show enough to really be a Wesley replacement. But Wesley uh, or Barkley is extremely good. And Barkley might help fill the Wesley-shaped hole in your heart, Haste, because he's... <laughs> He's wonderful. We'll I'm see excited. him later this season. Um,
1: but this scene, not a lot happens. It's just them Not a main. lot
0: happens, but I did want to bring up that uh, Data is doing the thing where he's like, I don't understand. Uh, they, why would they use this technology when it's fatal? Uh, that's that's very irrational. And Picard has to walk up and be like, well, we may be dealing with irrational people. And he just looks so confused, like he's doing the, the Julia Roberts calculating meme gif face in his head. <laughs> uh, so on the planet... Riker's hanging out and the man who helped Crusher earlier has been arrested uh, walks by the the waiter from the cafe and Riker's just like this is no way to live commenting on the fucking mass arrests and yep. then this is where she's telling him about like well my predecessors just would disappear people and and Riker also asks her what happened to your predecessors they were murdered
2: <laughs> weird we nice got a lot of coincidences happened. on this one
0: uh, <sighs> Dr. Crusher is treating one of the Ansada while Finn is sketching and she walks over. And this is my favorite fucking scene in this episode because I, he's so cool. He's so fucking cool. She walks over and she notices him drawing and she tells him, oh, you should be drawing and not killing people. And without looking up from his drawing, he says, I can do both.
2: <laughs> That's the correct answer. There is there's my king.
0: She just gets so mad and she's how can you have such a casual attitude towards killing? And then he looks at her and he's like, I take my killing very seriously, Doctor.
2: <laughs> exactly like um Alan Rickman in Die Hard. The same he guy.
0: He is. He is yeah. very similar to that. That's true. Except for he uh isn't just in it for money. He he's, he actually has like morals and
2: shit. He's not as cool, but he wants to be. He's trying. <laughs> Nobody's as cool as
0: Alan Rickman. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Um, but uh, Doctor Crusher berates terrorism, and she's like, "In the Federation, we've proven this kind of violence is unnecessary." And, uh, and
1: he really, she, knew, knew, knew. <laughs> she says, "Well, I do live in, in i in sorry, I do live in an ideal society." Per <laughs> verbatim, she says those she words. Does say yeah, that
0: because he calls her an idealist, and she's like, "Well, I live in an ideal society. It's easy to be an idealist when you live in an ideal society."
1: That's fucking a nightmarish statement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he throws it back in her face, and he's like, "Well, I've actually read the history of your planet, and uh I'm kind of like your your bigger continent's George Washington." And she gets so offended at this, like, like, uh "You're so different from George Washington. He was a military general, and you're a terrorist." And, and he's like, well, history's winning by the winners, babe. Like, he's not wrong.
2: He's not right? wrong. Right.
0: The thing is, George Washington, like, he was a terrorist. That was terrorist tactics
1: like, back then. Like, he used like guerrilla tactics. The thing I would argue, though, is that he wasn't targeting like civilians, he was targeting like military <laughs> locations. Yeah, but
0: the thing is, I think the only reason that they weren't really targeting civilians is because most of the British civilians were across an ocean.
1: Right, totally. That's so. And, like,
0: I, th- I feel like if it was the situation was closer to what we see in this kind of scenario, they would totally have been targeting civilians.
1: And he probably should have done like the French Revolution, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's probably different different things he could have done, but but also, uh, I don't I don't think he's necessarily wrong here.
1: Totally. Like, I, I, well, I, it's it's a thing where like he would have more of a point if he apparently was not just blowing up malls and school children.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they uh they have a target focus problem maybe, but also yeah. <laughs> they 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 do what they can. They do they're doing what they can because they they said earlier in the episode too. There's only like 200 members of this terrorist organization that are looking for separatism. They which have like, like which is like nothing. Yeah, they have a few thousand uh supporters that like will feed them information and get them supplies and stuff, but the actual core member that fights is only like 200.
2: I guess right. this is another one of those planets that has exactly one city on it and nothing it's, else. It Definitely, one hundred percent
0: seems like it. It's got one city, and it, the major point of that city is that blown up cafe that we saw it, earlier.
1: It has one city and like only like a hundred thousand people only.
0: If if that, it's probably like fifteen thousand people on this planet. <laughs> it's oh. like
2: twenty five people.
0: So Riker is helping the security lady question the arrested people, and uh they're not really getting anywhere. And she offers to torture them for him, and Riker <laughs> refuses this. She, she doesn't say it as torture, but uh, just, you know it's that's torture. what
3: she's it's saying. It's torture. Hey, come on. She's like, like, I can like be,
0: uh, she says, "I can be more persuasive if you like."
3: And, and
1: I, I like Riker's reaction when he's just like, "Just fucking get him out of here, please." <laughs>
0: um yeah they they bring in the waiter and Riker's like really impatient at this point and just fucking sick of it so he just tells him like hey tell your people that we're willing to negotiate for dr crusher's release uh and and let him out of here get him out of here (laughs) just let him go and she's like you know i should have him followed but i'll try it your way and um and then she just kind of like yells about how much this life sucks to live in
1: I, like, wanna, I I don't want to have bodyguards all the time
0: i would love to go home and not have bodies dead everywhere but well, i'm stuck here arresting people all the time
1: i think the worst part is that she's proven right here so they're kind of proving the like super hyper authoritarianism society oh well we should have been super strict otherwise they're just gonna try and blow your ship up like that's If anything, they're endorsing her side of things.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't like it. They really like... (sighs) But yeah, on the Enterprise, they are setting up a sensor to detect
1: the (laughs) (laughs) inferno They don't say it like that this time.
0: (laughs) They don't. This episode, they say it normal. Um, But Picard walks away, and Data follows him to ask, why do people do terrorism? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And more importantly, why is terrorism so often successful? Data says he's been reviewing the history of these actions... And he pulls up some examples of it working in the past, such as uh the Irish unification of 2024.
2: <laughs> <Beta> is <laughs> Goodbye, here to Britain. ask.
0: Goodbye, BBC. We'll miss you.
3: Yay.
2: Beta is here with the important questions with, why is terrorism so good and effective? <laughs> <laughs> I don't says, understand
0: why people kill each other, but why does it work?
2: Picard says, well,
1: I think terrorism is rather unpog, actually
0: he does say that he thinks it's cringe he says uh he has never believed that political power has flowed from the barrel of a gun which is like what you are a student of history what fucking universe are you living in again
2: the french revolution (laughs) you can (laughs) believe what you want bro i'm just
3: saying
1: and 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 uh data then says well you know if if there are no like avenues for for like peaceful pro for peaceful protests to like have any sort of effectiveness if that's all being shut down is it not fair to say that like terrorism is a fair avenue if you know there's nothing else in your arsenal? So which Picard goes eh, walks away?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, see you later. I'll,
0: I'll be over here. I love when Picard <laughs>
1: the pieces moral out. Of, the moral of the episode is terrorism's bad, kinda. <laughs>
0: Terrorism's bad, but it might not be. But we're not going to talk about it too much because it's bad.
1: It's, it's Children bad. are dying. It's, it's, it's bad unless it's good. Unless it's bad unless it's good. I I've heard that DS9 does a terrorism this episode a lot better than this.
0: I uh, probably DS9 had a lot of ter- DS9 has a character who was a terrorist who liberated her people. Oh, so yeah, yeah. DS9 has a much more uh you know nuanced <laughs> approach to this than just terrorism bad.
2: Yeah, terrorism works. We've got the proof right here in this other show.
0: <laughs> it doesn't exist yet, though, so they don't know yet. They don't. They don't know that terrorism works yet.
2: Well, it's <laughs> Except, in the works. You know, the
0: fucking They're still history. writing it. The fucking history of of you know Earth. <laughs> it you know it's funny that you keep bringing up the French Revolution, Hayes, because it didn't occur to me how uh, much Picard does not care about the French Revolution. Being don't, a Frenchman.
1: Don't ever ask Picard about the French Revolution. You do not want to know his ideas.
3: <laughs> I let do. The mead,
1: okay. Let them read cake. No.
2: <laughs> That's not about poetry, so he hates it. That was it. a
3: really
0: good impression. <laughs> so Dr. Crusher is still treating that same woman when the waiter walks in to talk to Finn and he tells Finn that, like, hey, everyone's being rounded up and arrested uh but they want to negotiate for dr crusher's release and finn just takes this to be like oh, the federation is is arresting everybody they're they're doing these mass arrests this federation is my enemy and uh, dr crusher tells him like no all they want is to get me back safely uh and he's like well i'm not giving you up and she tells him well there's nothing i can do for these people you know i have a life a family and and he asks if her son is on the enterprise and she's like y- yeah why and he's like, oh, that's too bad, man. That's a shame. That's really it, a shame.
1: It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> he, he's like he, like, he all but like sucks his teeth at him whenever you he hear that, <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's on oh, the ship
1: wow.
0: he's like, "Ooh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to get blown up, though. Well,
2: better luck next time.
0: We get the most fucking dramatic synth wave.
3: <laughs> also,
2: place. this is the scene where, uh, did you notice that, this is where his accent slips, and suddenly he's from Boston when he gets excited. He's like, They're the ones killing your son, not me. Oh, no, I, I
0: didn't notice that. I That's didn't good. notice that either. <laughs> I, I got to pay more attention for the Boston accent. I love a good Boston accent. Um, so we get this dramatic fucking synth wave on the Enterprise. We see the Enterprise hallway. There's a couple crew members walking down, and suddenly an outsider terrorist warps in, and she just shoots a red shirt guy and kills him.
1: This, this whole and- thing went- This whole sequence is awesome, by the way.
0: It is a really good sequence. It's a good action sequence, yeah. All the action sequences they've been doing lately have been killing it. Um, Yeah. On on the bridge, they're detecting the warps, but they can't tell where they're going, so they just sound a general alert. But uh, two terrorists appear in engineering, and Jordy manages to call security before jumping away from a blaster, and he watches them, like, plant a bomb on the reactor core and warp away. And so he, like, gets up and looks at it, and he's like, hey, Bridge, we got a bomb on the reactor core. And Picard's like, can you beam it out of there to the teleporter room? And they're like, no, it's scrambling our circuits somehow. And so Picard asks Geordi if it can be removed from the warp core. And he says... "Uh." which this is fucking bomb diffuser Jordy over here he's just like prying at it like ah it's stuck
2: <laughs> <laughs> well he can't find the hole to plug his phaser into it so he doesn't know what to do <laughs>
0: Well, so, so he goes and grabs his little uh, laser pointer tool that I guess is like a laser scalpel and just kind of cuts it off with a warp core which is a fucking bomb dude I feel like this is really dangerous
1: it's, <laughs> he's between a bomb and a reactor here using a laser cutter not the best place to be <laughs>
0: He's he's got real stuff steady hands though and he successfully removes it and he, he places it on the floor and we were just talking about this uh with the comm badges your your uh the way the computer detects your signal because he takes his badge off of his brow uh his shirt and puts it on the on the bomb and tells them to lock onto his signal and beam it off uh two kilometers off the starboard nacelle and troy on the bridge is just going his signal <laughs> like in a way,
1: <laughs> like, like, like like Jordy doesn't have a plan and then she even like like in a panicked voice, is like Jordy, Jordy, are you okay? <laughs> after
2: well, why would you did... why you, you yourself
1: off the ship? Why I don't did understand. not understand. he they didn't
2: give... uh, really explain the whole plan?
1: Yeah, but he,
2: he put... should have yeah.
0: trusted that he wasn't gonna like suicide himself away from the ship with the well, bomb. Well, if it's
2: to if it's to save the whole ship, maybe.
0: Maybe I guess, but I feel like they wrote Troy unnecessarily dumb here.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but after, after the real the bomb... crime, the real crime is that. Jordy saved the day so fast that we did not get a saucer separation.
1: I know.
0: Yeah, they they were preparing for the saucer step. They were preparing for the saucer step.
1: They prepared for it way too fucking late because, like, when would they have done it?
0: That's a good question. Yeah, because it was set to blow up in like 20 seconds. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, It all worked out.
3: Uh, I, I, so, I like that I
1: like that after Jordy uh you know teleports it off, he you know, he can't talk using his badge anymore. So he just fucking slams the keyboard onto the, the console to talk. Did you see he that? He doesn't slam it, he just he taps fucking, it. He slams it, what are you talking about? He's like bam.
2: Hey, he just fucking won the game. He's beating ass. He's, He's a, doing a fist pump.
0: He did save the Enterprise. I mean he can be he can be excited. He does
2: that
1: all the time.
0: He does do that all the time. You're not wrong.
2: Yeah, You're but he didn't, he didn't even have a girlfriend in this one. That's true.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, he just has, like, a dead engineer that he goes to check on after this. He's like, oh, the guy's dead. Um, On the bridge, Wesley detects more dimensional shifts, but again, he can't tell what the destination is. But uh, Finn and the woman terrorist from earlier appear on the bridge, and Finn shoots out both con stations. And uh, Picard tackles Finn and pins him to the ground, and the woman is, uh is like, shot, but Worf is also, like, shot and knocked back. um. But the terrorists in warp out, including Finn with Picard.
1: Oh now Picard just, has cancer.
2: Oh man. That's I was so excited when this guy shows up and the first thing that happens is Picard goes in for a special Picard punch. <laughs> 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 and this guy just fucking falls like a sack of rocks.
0: It does. and But also I love about this scene, too, is Data going over to help Picard and, like, Picard disappearing right in front of his hands. And he just kind of goes, oh,
1: it's it's the most like uh, what, what's that shot type called? But it it's like it, it's like such obvious, like Picard and the other guy were there as part of another shot. And Data is just walking over to nothing and putting his hands out like, yeah, it didn't,
0: it's not they? the best. It's not the best. <laughs> but i i love it his reaction is really good uh and so they uh they put picard in handcuffs and lead him through the the cave of terrorists where he is reunited with dr crusher who's very happy to see him
1: i was thinking of a composite by the way
0: composite that i was also that was on the back of my head i was like i know what you're talking about but i can't fucking think of the word composite right now (laughs) Uh, the security lady is on board the enterprise now with Riker, and they're on the bridge and they say uh four people were killed three people were wounded And Riker asks why they would do this when all they wanted to do was talk to them. And she says, you have your answer. When actually it's because you arrested all of them, you dumb lady. That's why this happened. (laughs) Uh, But Wesley says the next time they use a dimensional shift, they should have a fix on the power source. So,
1: yeah, they use the echogram thing, I guess.
0: Subspace echogram. Yeah, Picard and Crusher are, are catching up in the terrorist cave. And Picard lets her know that Wesley is uh he was fine uh and ducking for cover last he saw him, so he thinks he's probably fine. And he also tells her that it was Wesley who figured out the dimensional shift thing and that he's going to make a fine officer one day. And she's just like, he's had good role
1: models. I feel like we've had this conversation like five times in this show. Oh,
0: absolutely. Dr. Wait, Crusher is like,
1: Is this Picard, is this Picard and Crusher being like, is Wesley okay? He's
2: fine, he's gonna make a strong officer. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't Um, say ho 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 ho.
0: yeah he's this is no laughing matter he's (laughs) He's captured by terrorists
1: that's true i'm sorry
0: oh but dr crusher sits down next to him and and says she should have just beamed out when ordered and you you said earlier you kind of wish that had happened to see what would happen how that would play out if she had been beamed out by picard this is Mm -hmm. how it plays out where they have this argument about him beaming (laughs) her out it's where good. he says he says oh it's not your fault i should have beamed you out and she was like against my wishes and and he was like yeah it would have been my my responsibility to keep you safe and she's like i was helping people <laughs> and they have this little argument for a she bit Says, until...
2: if you give reasonable orders i would obey them <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh they uh, realize it's a, a stupid to argue about this right now. And she tells him that there are no exits to the surface. The only way out of this cave is a transporter or by using the dimensional shift. And she also goes on to talk about how her time here has kind of blurred the line mentally for her between a madman and a committed man willing to die. And he uh, basically accuses her of Stockholm syndrome.
1: Yep. And she's like, "Hard. I know what you're talking about. This is not the fucking time for you to be Mr. Smart Guy. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, he, There's she, a, a syndrome I've heard about.
0: <laughs> he doesn't name it, but he does say, I, I don't need to tell you Uh, the effect of people being held
1: by terrorists.
0: Isn't it actually a myth? Isn't Stockholm Syndrome a myth?
1: I think uh... it's like, it's like not in the DSM or anything. And it's just sort of like, it is an observance, but it's not like this, like, actually like defined sort of uh, condition, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think I read that it was like sensationalized off of one case or something like that, but it wasn't necessarily a thing that happens psychologically to people.
2: It's. I mean, it's probably something that happens, but it's not like, you know, guaranteed to happen. I think my
1: favorite, my favorite reference to Stockholm Syndrome is in, in fact, Die Hard, where <laughs> they have the scene of the, of the announcers talking about, well, right now they should be in uh, the like, you know, third stage of Stockholm Syndrome, where they're really <laughs> starting to identify with the captors, <laughs> and it just shows them fucking terrified as they're like, dragging bodies away. I <laughs> thought <That's
2: laughs> I thought you were, were going to talk about the guy who comes in to help the terrorists, and then he just gets shot. <laughs> that I guy didn't that have guy. stockholm
0: syndrome that guy was just a fucking that guy, moron that, that was guy had, was a coked up idiot that, I was that, was guy, say, man, had,
2: that guy has a cocaine addiction <laughs> the guy had wanting to live syndrome
0: because of the cocaine that was his first yeah. mistake yeah. Um, but anyways dr crush is trying to tell picard that maybe that they should examine the federation's role in all this and he just cuts her off to say that he's arguing for a man who may have killed her son and finn walks in at this moment and he's like i did not kill your son haha but um, Picard tells him, hey, you, you know, you're fucked up by getting the Enterprise involved in this. And Finn says, no, this is uh, you're wrong. This is exactly what I wanted. Uh, I want to get the Federation involved in this so we can force negotiations sooner. And uh, he also correctly points out, again, the Federation was already involved by helping out Rutia. Like the Federation is not blameless in this.
1: And they're definitely like not not involved. Yeah. Like they're yeah. already part of this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's this great line where, um, where Picard says something about like bringing the Federation to the negotiating table, or put uh, putting another chair at the negotiating table, and uh, and Finn says, you put the chair at the table, I'm just making you sit in it. Totally. Great. Like, yeah, t- make them take accountability for the, the shit they're doing. But I the, totally get that.
2: He has a really good line where he says, you know, there's a hint of moral cowardice in your dealings with unaligned planets. <laughs> yeah that's a fucking understatement <laughs> <laughs>
0: just a hint not a like a slap in the face of it um, so on the Enterprise Troy is walking down a hallway when Finn warps in and tells her that they demand embargoes against Rutia and a Federation negotiator and they have uh, 12 hours to make their decision for the hostages lives and it vanishes again uh, I don't know why it's Troy that he happened to appear to but it, it was on the bridge though this warp lets Wes pinpoint the onslaught base and they're like yay good job Wes They observe that it's underground and entirely lit by artificial light, probably because it doesn't have any connections to the surface. They're like, it must be. So they're like, whoa, here's the plan. We'll go in, we'll disable the lighting, and then we can sneak in, find the people, and get out of there.
1: How fucking. What geniuses. They have lights.
0: (laughs) I know. This is their master plan. We'll turn their lights off. That'll show them.
1: (laughs) The the way they fucking say, they must have artificial lighting.
0: What? What Yeah.
3: What do you (laughs) think? Uh, but Warfins—they're insists- like,
1: like they, just bases in like broad daylight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, go on.
0: <laughs> no, they just—they just operate in total darkness. <laughs> they're like—they're like mole people, you good. see. Oh, cool. uh, Worf insists on going though, since he felled the captain uh, and didn't protect him, and Riker grants him the permission to go. So Riker, and Worf and the security lady leave to go on a rescue, and Wesley wishes them good luck. Doctor Crusher is uh, still treating the Ansada, and Finn walks over to be the cool, edgy terrorist man at her. And he threatens to kill Picard, which upsets her for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's so upsetting to her. No. Uh, he's he's being a real asshole. Finn is. Um, but she goes off about how Picard is such a better man than him. And if their situation's reversed, he would treat Finn with nothing but respect and not play games with his life. And Finn's like, well, I've treated you with respect. and And she's like, you've scared the hell out of me. All you've done is control me with fear since I've been here. And and she's like, what what scares me most is that you might win this and gain some real power. And then he looks like a little little mournful, a little sad. And he's like, I don't want you to be afraid of me. And he hands her the sketchbook that he's been carrying, and walks away. And she looks at it, and there's just like he's, ske- sketches he's of been her
1: drawing her eyes, <laughs> her and her oh, eyes,
0: boy. and the hands were her, and all these drawings of her. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck. <laughs>
1: What's the,
2: kinda, What's the message with this, Mark? It's kind of awkward how anytime time you are a woman in an episode of Star Trek and there's a man in it, he just starts hitting on you even, every time. Even
0: if he's a terrorist who has kidnapped you, he's you're still going to have a romance involved there. It's a little weird, but also he's kind of cute, so, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> Don't worry about that time. He try- he threatened her life and the lives of her friends and the life of her son. And he tried to you know uh, kidnap her uh, boss.
0: <laughs> so is is reverse Stockholm syndrome a thing? Because that's what this seems like. Basically, <laughs> he kidnapped her and he's fallen in love with her. uh and her friends team away uh wait team and the Rudia security forces arrive in the complex though. So- and uh, we see this, this cool action self sequence of uh, Warf and a Rudia guy sneak up and in- incapacitate a couple members. And Riker's like sneaking around the other side of the cave and he's like, There's the generator. We got this plan in, in, in set now. And Crusher returns to Picard who asks, uh, asks her what she thinks another trip through the inverter would do to them. And she's like, You know, I don't know, but I don't want you to think about it. Uh, and he sits up and he's like, It's our obligation to think of escape. And she tells him that Finn has threatened to kill him. And he's like, well, whatever. Have you, uh, do you think you've gained Finn's confidence? And so she shows him the fucking sketches of her. <laughs> <laughs> he said, indeed you have, and more.
3: <laughs> Look, <Africa. laughs>
0: yeah, he says, this may prove to be an advantage to us. And it's like, what, are you going to have her sleep with him to get an escape? Or what? What is, <laughs> what is this? But um, she sits down and she starts to tell him that there are some things that she wants to tell him in case they don't get out of this and uh, and i like that they're picking up the 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 romance thread from season 1 here a little well, bit and acknowledging that it existed it's
2: right. nice that they pick up the thread but then is really funny how This is the exact moment that the power goes out. It's like, whoops! It's um, immediately interrupted until uh, (laughs) next season or something.
0: Yeah, it's immediately interrupted. It's good. Um, So the Ansada scramble at the power outage and uh, and try to get emergency power set up, but um, they, they stumble around in what's supposed to be the dark, I guess, but it looks like slightly less lit than it was before.
1: It's 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 TV show dark like pitch black, which means
2: just a lot of dark blue lighting. Yeah, we got we got some nice uh, UV lamps to light up the place. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's kind of purple now. But uh, Riker and Worf like pounce and punched out some terrorists and the Ansada security guards uh, grab the rest. Or, uh, the, not Ansada, the other guys, Rudia. The Rudia security guards grab the rest of the Ansada present. And then the security lady is uh like searching down a hall and she finds Picard and Crusher. But in front of her, Finn rushes in and stands pointing a gun at Picard and he's about to shoot. Uh, when the security lady fires at him instead from behind and knocks him down.
3: Yay.
0: And, uh, Worf and Riker come in and they free Picard and Crusher walks over and reports that Finn is dead. And Riker looks at the security lady and, and he's like, you didn't have to kill him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking William T. Riker over here. <laughs> you know, uh, you didn't have to kill him. Oh, Riker. But-
0: she says, as a prisoner, he would have been a focus of violence, and she was like, well, you know, maybe it's better for him to be a martyr, and the body count in the short term might go down. An imperfect solution for an imperfect world, she calls it. Oh, what? boy. Yeah, what? I
1: don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, First and then of all, also- it, making him a martyr would just incense the rest of the of the movement. It wouldn't, like, you know... Yeah, th- it doesn't it, make any sense to me. The it Wait, does,
3: it- no,
2: you see, they're all—they're all gonna go home and be sad for a while instead of killing people. That's her plan.
0: Yeah, God. I think like I feel like she did it just because she hates all of these terrorists so much, and that was the extent of her thought. Yeah. Like I gotta kill this guy, and he's dead <laughs> now. And later has, she's like, maybe I shouldn't have killed him.
2: You no, know, yeah, she's just ha- having some copium here, basically. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe things will get better in the short term. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm pretty sure she just did it because she hates these people. Uh, And so the young boy, though, who's been hanging around Finn the entire episode, runs in with a weapon trained on them as well, while two radio guards are behind him with weapons pointed at him. And there's this little standoff. And uh, Dr. Crusher stands up and she looks at him and she's just like, no more killing.
2: (laughs) No, no more killing.
0: (laughs) And he wavers and he's like, okay. And he finally puts his gun down and is taken into custody. And the fucking security lady is like, already another one takes his place. It never ends. Riker's like, he could have killed you, but he didn't. Maybe the end begins with one boy putting down his gun, he says.
2: Damn.
3: We
1: did it. We solved terrorism.
2: That was our message, I guess, is just, just stop doing terrorism. And there we go.
0: The message is that the security lady sucks and I hate her and I'm glad we'll never see her again. On the bridge of the Enterprise, though, Picard and Dr. Crusher return and we see this nice reunion between Wesley and Dr. Crusher and they give a good hug. So we're glad this episode's over.
1: I have zero zero comments or thoughts on this episode, Um, other than the the teleporting was cool, the ship invasion was really cool, and uh, that... I like Crusher, that's about it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I like Crusher. I'm glad we got a Crusher episode. I wish she had gotten a better episode. You know, it's like, like the Troy problem where you like Troy but she gets shitty episodes.
1: Like I like Crusher in every scene she's in. I think she like does a great job with the material she's given. It's just that her material sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, this episode just wasn't good. I don't know. It just felt like it really lacked nuance or like consideration and they really didn't want to say much more beyond terrorism bad.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I I hear Mark, that next week we get a q episode
0: i am so fucking excited for next week dude both episodes next week are going to be great uh so tune in because we're going to be talking about deja q which is my favorite q episode of the series i will say uh and i i hope you enjoy it as well because Uh, i'm so excited fucking love it
1: i'm gonna watch it like five times
0: and this one is actually a Q episode. It's not just called a Q episode. And Q it's it's, up it's not just fucking here. called
1: a Q episode, and then it's like, oh, I want to check out the Borg. It's me, Q. am uh, I'm gonna, no, no. I'm going gonna, gonna to do, like, one cool thing at the start of the episode, then, then just say Borg 50 times.
2: Oh, this one is about Q. Yeah. As the actual guy. So Yeah, this I'm one glad. is the
0: most about Please Q an episode has been. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be talking about A Matter of Perspective, which you guys like the movie Rashomon. Are you not guys familiar, familiar with? Me. Not familiar. Uh, Oh, well, it's a famous movie that is about uh, events from differing perspectives and having unreliable narrators. And, uh, you know, we might be doing a bit of that in a matter of perspective.
1: That's just not how I remember it. That's just like my favorite (laughs) movie. Uh, What's the one? uh, What's the one with the photographs? Brad Pitt. I can't remember nothing. Wait, no, that's not Brad Pitt. Shit. That's who not was... Brad Pitt. Inception.
0: Memento is
1: the, is the movie I'm <laughs> thinking of. A, a movie, Memento is the movie I'm thinking of. Who was
0: that? Is that Leo? Was that Christian Bale? Is that Christian Bale? I think it's Christian Bale. I don't know. If you know who it is, email us at memetestickfay at gmail.com or if you have any questions or comments about Star Trek or anything, we'd love to hear from you. But it's thank you guys for listening. It's been a great fun. Thank you again to Ruggington for being our guest when we talked about The Hunted. And Thank you, McFreeze. Thank you, Hayes. Thank you for talking about Star Trek.
3: Thank you to
2: the writers for making these two episodes that are just action movies of varying quality. (laughs) Of varying quality. (laughs) This
0: this finally ends our our war kick that we've been on in the last four episodes of Star Trek, where the next episode is not about war, so stay tuned. What is
4: it good for?
0: uh, Some episodes of Star Trek, for for better or for worse. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Bye.